1990, Martin Daniels was asked to take care of his 10-year-old nephew while his estranged brother was speaking at a conference in Hawaii. But Martin was not prepared for the machinations of the young sociopath that would stop at nothing to get what he wanted. Today on the podcast, Clifford. You wouldn't lie to me, would you, Uncle Martin? Because if you did, I'd be so angry. I don't know what I'd do. Welcome to Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. I'm Claire, and here to talk with me about some more true true crime are uh, my friends and my podcast colleagues. It's Brad and Tammy. Hey, guys. Hi. You're my colleagues, right? We work on this podcast. I mean, sure. sure. And we, we we all went to law school together, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We're also professional colleagues, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this week, uh, we are covering a case that, that Claire and I knew nothing about going in um, to, but it is... Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd seen the trailer for this documentary. Yeah. That was it. So, yeah. uh, you know, we're we're covering a trouble troubled juvenile delinquent case. So this is the podcast versus Clifford Daniels. Mm. Um, you know, we we definitely have covered some some juvenile cases in the past, but this one's this was pretty intense. And and there's like yeah. I feel like some varied crimes, very varied crimes. I mean, so uh, a lot to get into. So um, first, I did want to ask Brad, since you were the one that brought us this case, how did you get into this case? I I don't remember the first time I saw this. I, I definitely saw it as a kid. Um, uh, the documentary was l- released in 94. I know, obviously, it was filmed, you know, before then, but uh, uh, it's... I, I certainly remember seeing it a few times as a child, and I always, I was always quite fascinated with it. It's a, it's a, it's a good time. Is this because you were also a child juvenile, Brad? Well, I think most children are juveniles, Claire. I think that's uh... <laughs> true. Were you a troubled works. juvenile? I should say. Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, no. <sighs> yeah, I like the idea of a child juvenile. <laughs> I yes. mean, yes, yes, I was going to say, what, what, would an, what would an adult juvenile be? But I mean, I think about this documentary and I think, well, yeah, yeah I mean, well, yeah, yeah, we're and get this, an idea about it. Yeah, this documentary is uh, interesting. We're going to talk about a, a young child, a 10 year old uh, child, well, at the time of the crimes. Who's ten years yeah. old? Uh, named Clifford Daniels. So I I don't want to just color everyone's opinion of Clifford right away and say he was a menace to society or anything like that. But um, he was. <laughs> wow, Claire. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, but I I will say he was precocious. Precocious for a ten year old. Certainly. Uh, creative. Certainly. Creative. Yeah. 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 Um, and he de- definitely did not get along with his parents, or maybe it was more like his parents didn't get along with him. Yeah. Yeah. I well, I feel like you it, it, as long as you stay out of his way, um, he's not so much of a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I don't uh, think anyone really gets on with that. Yeah. I think it's mostly uh, who's able to avoid his wrath. Yeah. 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 Um. So. So when the documentary does begin, we do get uh, some insight into his relationship with his parents, Julian and Theodora, um, as, as they have 
recounted the events of taking a plane ride to Honolulu where Julian was going to be working. He was like on a business trip. I believe he had speaking engagements he was going to be doing. Um, And Clifford was under the impression that they would have a layover in Los Angeles, which they did not. It was a a straight flight to Honolulu. Um, Mm -hmm. And guys, where did Clifford want to go? In Los Angeles. Oh, dinosaur land. Dinosaur world, I think oh, you mean. Oh, world. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, my question for you, Tammy, is you've lived in Los Angeles. Yeah. Have you ever been... I've visited Los Angeles. I've never lived there. Have you been to Dinosaur World? No, you know, I have not. I have been to Dinosaur World here in Florida, though. Oh. So... Was it, it as di- terrifying no, is it, is as this Is it Dinosaur is? World here in Florida, or is it Dinosaur Land in Florida? No, no, in Florida... <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, no, in, in Florida, it is Dinosaur World as well. I believe it's two different companies oh, okay. uh, that run it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I have been to the one here. And I gotta say, it's not very exciting. Hmm. <laughs> so there, there's oh. no... So did this bring uh, back memories then? Yeah, well, it, and it was... We, we had taken uh, Josie when she was a, a young child. So I ha- I did not even go when I was a child. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been to the Creation Museum that has dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was... I Unfortunately, um, when I went on the free admission day, um, it was before they'd opened the Ark Encounter, so didn't get no. to see. Didn't get to see. It's always that. time to go back, Brad. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and now I, I believe Dinosaur World, especially after the events of this documentary, uh, Dinosaur World had closed down yeah. in California. There oh, is... My experience, by the way, is I've been on the ride Dinosaur with both Brad and Tommy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, but there is a world of dinosaur in Redondo Beach, so that's right outside of Los Angeles. Um, but that's not the same thing as Dinosaur World, clearly. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, but yeah, so there's, there's dinosaur things abound <laughs> in the world, and Clifford really was into dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, in fact, he had even a, a toy do- dinosaur. What was the Toys dinosaur name Stefan. Stefan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and and Clifford was all about it. Um. So when he learned that this plane was not going to stop in Los Angeles, he decided to make an executive decision and make the plane stop in Los Angeles by causing Oof. an emergency landing, an emergency well, situation. Well, he was told that that's the only way that they would land in Los Angeles, is if yeah. there was an emergency. Maybe people should stop telling Clifford things. I yeah. mean, the, you know, I like, we, we gotta stop letting kids into cabins of planes. I, this yeah. is... That was so crazy to me. I was like, this was a different time. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, real, it's a real pre-9-11 world. Absolutely, yeah. Because it's not even like 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 the, the flight attendant is like, "Hey, little boy, would you like to to, yeah. to meet the pilots and go into the cabin?" No, um, he just like wanders in. Yeah, he just turns up and is like, "Hey, I want to talk to the captain." Yeah. Um. So they end up stopping in Los Angeles, and, and so Clifford gets his way at that point just to be able to stop in Los Angeles. Um. But his parents need to get back on the plane to go to Honolulu. And Clifford is distraught because he is not going to be able to go to Dinosaur World. Um, While he was at the airport, he definitely stole someone's Walkman because even his parents were like, where the hell did you get that? Mm -hmm. So... 
He also nearly caused the plane to crash. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> nearly, sure, but it didn't crash. Yeah. It didn't it crash. Didn't crash. Yeah. No, yeah. they just had to force an emergency landing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, his. You know, we we don't see a lot of his parents in the uh in the documentary itself and so i don't know if there's any additional information about his parents but um, i couldn't find any okay like his his mother definitely i well i don't want to say she had a problem with drinking she just definitely enjoyed drinking clearly yeah, yeah. i mean it um, is a long flight it, and it, you it are, is you were belted You're stuck next with clifford. to clifford the whole yeah. flight yeah. i think i yeah. would have a few drinks yeah and and julian seemed to be like way over his own child but it yeah. just it makes me wonder like were there no like parental uh measures put in place that led clifford to kind of at 10 years old think that this is all okay it's just uh yeah it's hard to tell if it's a situation where they are just worn down yeah. by their child mm. or is like is the, is his behavior a manifestation of their disinterest yeah because julian to me reads as someone who is probably a workaholic so probably not mm. really around a lot yeah maybe they have uh, someone to to mind him yeah that that's that makes sense to me um, the the only thing that makes me question people, that, I have a, yeah, I, I was I thinking about multiple people. Yeah, I, I would think so. But like, I and he's so freaked out about you know this losing the speaking engagement because it's going to be seven thousand dollars, which again in nineteen ninety money would be you know significant. Yeah. Yeah. Um now now seven thousand dollars, I mean, you might as well give me three dollars. I don't yeah, <laughs> like I what's mean, the difference. Yeah. That'll buy you three Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I you know. I I don't know. I don't it's hard to tell. I, it's hard to get a gauge on like what the situation is. Um but also like I, I don't know. Like why does he think they would be stopping? As, you know, often we see that he just gets something in his head and he locks on, like like children yeah. of the yeah. age do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but I just wondered, did the, did they say, yeah, we'll go to Dinosaur World? Like, did they, was is there a reason this is in his head other than just he wants it? Yeah, oh, and so I, they, I, they told him that to basically keep him quiet to get on the plane yeah. and now. Yeah, because but, we and, find out that Clifford does not like people lying to him. No, no. I mean, who does? Who likes people lying? Yeah. But now, and I will say that a lot of trips from the mainland to Hawaii, a lot of them do stop in Los Angeles. There's a layover. Mm-hmm. Over in Los Angeles. So it's it's also possible that, you know, that they've gone to Honolulu before and they have stopped in Los Angeles. Or they said there sure. was a stopover in Los Angeles and Clifford didn't understand and he thought that meant they were gonna be there for a few days rather than maybe yeah, a that's couple of hours. True. Yeah. In but either way, this this plane initially was not planning on stopping. Yeah. Um so Clifford's dad, uh, Julian, needed to get definitely get back on board and go on to Honolulu um so he makes what he feels like is a sacrifice because he has an estranged brother Martin they haven't talked in forever um I believe the last time Martin had even seen Clifford Clifford was like getting christened or something so I believe that's something that like happens when someone's I wouldn't know but I think something happens when someone's a baby so I think I was christened at like a few months old yeah yeah so I'm a little Christian baby Oh, look at you. Being saved and all by a bowl Uh of water. (laughs) My soul was saved. I don't know what happened after that. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, so he's going to call his brother Martin, who lives in Los Angeles and who is an engineer working for Gerald Ellis. Um, and he's he says, okay, let me see if my brother will take Clifford. Which is a weird ask, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Take my nephew, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take take your nephew, who you haven't seen since he was a baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, Clifford's the one they suggested. Yeah, because he's but desperate I just, to stay there. But, but I feel like Julian, and and you know what? To that point, that shows me like these parents have absolutely no control over anything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, well, I feel like there's so much just desperation on their end. Yeah. Mm. Like, however, we got to this point, you know, we're here now. So yeah. Fine. Like, I'll I'll call my estranged brother. Yeah. I mean, I you know, again, don't know if 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 their parenting has foisted this upon us, or if this <laughs> particularly chaotic child has has burnt them to this level that this is where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Martin is dating a coworker, Sarah Davis. Um, yes. Sarah is, uh, you know, they they've been together for a little bit, and he definitely wants to marry her. And um, so he surprises her by showing her this new place he bought, um, which is an interesting place. <laughs> I do not like this place. I love this place. Uh, yeah. I don't. No. I don't like that it's on a cliff. I don't um, like that it's a concrete box. Oh, no. I love that. That, that part I love. <laughs> no. No. Um, I love it. Yes. I don't like that there's one bedroom. Yeah. No. That's just weird. It's it's very large to be one bedroom. And also, you don't... Yeah, it is. And also, he can obviously afford, like nice house so you don't just have two bedrooms just if you want kids like you have a guest bedroom or you could turn it into something else yeah yeah and that's that's so that's mary's problem is um she wants children oh sorry mary sorry what is her name sarah (laughs) no that's okay uh thank you for correcting me she's sarah's i'm sorry guys i'm not very impressed with sarah <laughs> she seems kind of like a dumb dumb. <laughs> what? Yeah. She's, yeah. Uh, you know what? It, not a dumb dumb. She's very naive. That's that's yeah. the way yeah. I I read her. She's very naive. She's not a dumb dumb. She just, it, but painfully so for me as I watch this documentary. Um, but yeah, so she her whole thing. She wants to have children one day. She of course she wants to get married. All this stuff. And um, when she sees this house, she's just like. Mm, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, also, she might not like concrete. She might be like like Claire. She might not like a concrete box. I mean, I just want to live in a hut in the forest that has excellent Ugh, Wi-Fi no, and absolutely. And uh, the postman goes there, and I can order food. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, enjoy enjoy your roommates, the worms and bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, but not only is it a concrete box, it also, like you guys mentioned, doesn't have a lot of rooms. Uh, for mm. children yeah. and it is also on a cliff <laughs> again that's the only part that i'm just like oh yeah i don't think i'd want to live on a cliff <laughs> i mean you know yeah well, what do you do you're not really like you may go out on the balcony but like you're not really yeah, interacting with I, a cliff. I just, just nice have view. a i just have a fear of heights so just i would never go out on that balcony ever because like oh, just, looking just looking out the window like it's raining oh uh, that would be cool that would be uh, wonderful Bet with a load of trees though no it like in my cool. mind it would be like oh my god it's raining it could create mud this is gonna cause an avalanche like my mind would go to horrific events yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's just too much on the cliff um so anyway so he's ha- he's having all these conversations with sarah and um he's trying to tell her like look no of course one day i want kids uh so when 
um, Julian calls him, he's like, sure, I'll take Clifford. Because for <laughs> Martin, he feels like this is going to be a good opportunity to, to show Sarah, like, I can be around children. Yeah. I can do this. I've got a nephew you've clearly never heard of. But what we learn is there's children and then there's Clifford. Yes, absolutely. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Every all the adults seem happy about this situation, and Clifford seems happy because this means he's staying in Los Angeles. He'll get to go to Dinosaur World. Um, so Martin goes to the uh, to the airport again. This is so pre nine eleven. Yeah, <laughs> he goes to the airport to pick up Clifford, who's just like hanging out in like an office area. Yeah, they've got like I guess it's like a child keeping room. Yeah, <laughs> and he's Where, made uh, like, this. An, yeah, he's made like this sign. Yeah, this is, yeah. Oh. I love my uncle yeah. Martin. Um, well, it's a, it, the door says employees only, so I assume it's like an employee lounge space. Like maybe yeah. on the other side of the wall, there's like a microwave or something. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so Clifford is ecstatic to see his uncle, and he then learns even more things about his uncle that he likes, which is that his uncle had designed the Larry the Scary Rex which is one of the main Dinosaur World attractions. And his uncle can get them in the park for free. So Clifford is like, I'm in. (laughs) Everything's coming up, Clifford. You really would have to wonder, like, if if everything had worked out and they had just gone to Dinosaur World, like, you know, immediately. Oh, there still would have been bad stuff that happened. Yeah. Oof. Maybe not as bad. Yeah, I, I wonder. But, you know. Yeah. Because Clifford is an agent of chaos. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, on leaving, he somehow is able to steal a lot of shit. So many yeah. things. What is it? A surfboard? Yeah, a a surfboard, dog? Yeah, a dog. dog. And like, um, oh, like a, a big like, things. Yeah, like a, yeah, like a boombox and some sneakers. Yeah, sneakers. Which uh, Martin gets confused because he thinks sneakers is the name of the dog. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not a small dog. This is a big dog. Yeah. We don't see what happens to this dog, by the way. No. No. This dog died five years ago. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So there, you know, he he gets to Martin's house and he's chasing the cat around immediately. It's and that's that's actually the last time we saw the dog was because the dog started chasing the cat. Yeah, I think that's the last time we saw the cat, right? Cliff. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, pros and cons. Daddy <laughs> <laughs> Pratt. Um, when Clifford is in the house, he also walks in on Sarah taking a shower. Oh, this is very uncomfortable. Yeah, he sneaks Like, a ten-year-old knows not to do this. Like, my nephew's six, and he would know not to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, someone he's never met? No. Um, yeah, and he- I mean, I I guess, like, I'm glad he wasn't, like, peeking in on her. He just, you know, shoves the dinosaur around there. And obviously scares her. Um, and then starts yelling at at his dinosaur stuff and- (laughs) So I gotta, I gotta tell you guys. So when Joe was smaller, like little tiny Josie, like maybe she was like three, I think ish. Hmm. Um, we started having problems where she was like doing non-Josie things. Josie's like the most chill kid, and like she was like getting in trouble, leaving you know, leaving things around or whatever. And um, anytime we called her on it, and we were like, "Hey, why are you doing that?" or whatever, she would go, "It wasn't me. It was bad Josie." <laughs> so we had a we had a bad Josie in the house, and um, we had we couldn't let it go on very long. We we put up with bad Josie for like two days, and then we had to actually yeah. kick bad Josie out of the house. <laughs> 
yeah that's that's terrifying (laughs) but yeah but that's what it reminded me watching (laughs) this is like this dinosaur fine since then for all these years until that one night (laughs) that bad josie came back (laughs) bad josie's not fucking allowed in this house um she's waiting she's waiting until the day (laughs) but that's what this reminded me of when he was yelling at his little toy dinosaur (laughs) I was like, oh, that is like a very kid thing. But again, my child was like three. <laughs> Clifford's yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so the first meeting wasn't wonderful with uh, Sarah. But then she, you know, and she she's a little confused too. Like, what? You have a, a nephew? <laughs> yeah. Why all of a sudden your nephew that you had never mentioned until today is here? It's suddenly here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's eating all of my ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then she meets Clifford and she's like, oh, okay. He's, oh, what a sweet. Very charming. What a he sweetie. seems very taken with her. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah, true. <laughs> mm. Not Tammy. Tammy doesn't like her. I didn't say I didn't like her. I just don't. I, I feel like she purposely blinds herself to situations. Yeah. No. Um, no, I don't. I don't have anything against Sarah. Mm. Um, so uh, uh, Martin has he's he's actually going to have to break his promise about taking him to Dinosaur World the next day. Oh boy. Um, yeah, and this is because his boss Gerald wants him to redesign LA's public public transit system. Yeah, Seems like, like a large day. undertaking. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, it's a lot, but uh. So this project is like. I was to, very confused by this project because I, I seemingly it's it's you know city design and I guess there's like a whole area that they're going to be developing that's still part of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the undeveloped part of Los Angeles that we all know about, um, and uh, part of it does entail the public transit system, which will be completely uh, revamped through this. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it, it just seems like a lot of work that one day of leaving isn't gonna hurt or help the the, uh, project but absolutely uh, because i feel like you know really all of the design work i know that he wants a you know a big change and everything but i'm like you're just doing like a big like pr announcement like in two days so like Mm. what does what do these design changes really matter exactly yeah I, I yeah i think this is all part of a scheme to keep him busy for the next couple of days yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Keep him out of the way. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not good. And Clifford is, um, as we quickly realize, is not excited about this. No. Um, He's so close to his dream. He's so close to his dream. <laughs> no, I'm not feeling sorry for him. I mean, didn't you have a, did you have a dream as a 10-year-old child? Um, probably. <laughs> to, <laughs> to not, not be in a summer was. camp where she was in the woods seeing dead animals. Seeing uh, animal sacrifices. Yeah. I mean, that was my dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. It was around that time. That was when all my Oof. dreams died. <laughs> Oof. Oh no! I mean, I, I will say, as far as like theme parks, I definitely um, just because of the constant ads on TV, I did want to go to Universal Studios and go on the Back to the Future ride, which I never mm. got to do, and then I moved here and it was closed. Oh wow, Aww. that's right. I'm yeah. so sorry, yeah. Brad. So you never got to go on it at all. Oh, no. Yeah. So much better than the Simpsons ride. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. I've never, I've never been on the Simpsons ride. <laughs> Because once, once they, they closed it and it wasn't Back to the Future anymore, I'm like, well, why would I go on it? Yeah. Yeah. 
I've been on the Bat- uh, the Simpsons ride with Brad. Mm-hmm. Nowhere near as good as the Back to the Future ride, but you can kind of, when you go on it, you can kind of see oh, the yeah. Back to the Future behind the Simpsons, and it's sad. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I've seen, like, the, the video of, like, you know, on YouTube of, like, what the ride is. Yeah. So, like, they've got all that, but... It's not the same, Brad. You it's not never the same. I never, I never, I never, I never had, <laughs> I never had an uncle that was designing a public transit system for Orlando. <laughs> I mean, Martin is a real interesting, like, like he engineers everything, apparently. He can just yeah. engineer yeah. everything. Yeah. From dinosaur world to a public transit sy- system, which typically is a different type of engineer. Yeah. It was, it was but, the 90s. You had to yeah. be a real jack of all trades. I guess so. <laughs> um, but when Clifford finds out, he actually almost runs them off of the road. Yeah. Um. So Clifford he- will not stop until he's killed someone. <laughs> Oh, you're assuming he hasn't killed. <laughs> oh no, he's definitely killed before this. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, he immediately says he has to have chocolate to calm down. He's like having a straight up panic attack that the only cure for is chocolate. I I would like to have one of those panic attacks. <laughs> I'm yeah. <in. laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's definitely his whole thing. Is like, okay, yeah, I I need chocolate. So. Uh, What's his face? Martin feel he does feel terrible that he has to cancel on Clifford. Yeah. Like it's you know, and he's like, fine, let me let me stop, let me get chocolate. All right. Um. So he runs into like a a gas station place to to get chocolate, and while they're parked, uh, they're parked next to a van of children that are going to Dinosaur World, and yeah, one of the kids has like, to. Oh boy, we're going to Dinosaur World. Yeah, and one of the kids uh, is dressed up in a whole on like full on dinosaur costume. Like, get out of here, yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah, too much, too much. Yeah, and um, so Clifford sees that as his opportunity to maybe sneak in with that family. Mm-hmm. So he goes and um, what does he end up offering that kid? He has a, gives him a stack of money. Yeah. Oh no, he gives him money. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where he, he yeah, got money. I don't know where he got the money from. I mean, probably the same place he got a dog and uh, <laughs> sneakers. And... Yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, so he gives this kid a stack of money to take his costume, and uh, Clifford's like trying to get to Dinosaur World any way he can. I. I will say he's, like, uh, you know, very industrious. I feel <laughs> like Uncle Martin should have just, like, paid this family to take Clifford to Dinosaur World. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, he's, you know, you you were you were able to buy this house. You're making all of this crazy money. Like, I feel like you could pay someone to take him to Dinosaur World. Guarantee, if he told the parents, I paid someone to take him to Dinosaur World, they'd understand. Yeah. Because yeah. they know how terrible of course. he is. Like, even th- even better, you t- have some- pay someone to take him to Dinosaur World, mm. and then you know once your project's done in a couple of days, say hey, we'll go back because um, I've got a free pass, and we can ride your favorite ride, you know, whenever you want. Mm. Like take him a second time. This kid's not gonna get sick of Dinosaur World. No, no. no. I mean, and, and that is so okay. I know we mentioned it. Like, uh, he just could, like could this all have been different if he just took him initially to Dinosaur World? Like he just decided, like, yeah, look, this thing is in two days, I'm going to take the afternoon off and go to Dinosaur World with my my nephew who I have in town, blah, 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 whatever. But I feel like if he took him to Dinosaur World, I think Clifford, uh, Clifford would have been even more obsessed and like 
it's still all of this still would have happened because he couldn't have just taken him to Dinosaur World over and over and over again. Mm. So you know, I, I well, think you that- know what I think you know. It's 1990. It's a different time. I feel like yeah, you take him for the afternoon, and then he's still amped up about Dinosaur World. Hey, next morning you drop him off when the park opens. Absolutely, pick him up when yeah. it closes. Yeah, yeah, because I think Pay even for the he, damages because you know, like Disney <laughs> just put over the past couple of years, like you know, their their uh, rules in place around how old you have to be to be without a parent. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's what people were doing is of dropping course. their kids off at Disney. But like, I want to say the age is like ten or something. It's yeah. still like you know, of kind course. of like teens. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I remember going to Disney with my friends when I was a teenager, for sure. So, I, I'm, I don't see why not. You can't just drop this kid off Dinosaur World. Drop, give him a couple bucks, drop him off. Yeah. Oh, out of money, we've seen that he will steal. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most likely you're probably going to have to pay, pay for whatever crimes he commits <laughs> while there. But you know what? I still, like, it's, you've, at this point, you've seen the chaos he can wreck just keep him complacent uh-huh. yeah like, stop giving him sugar that that is true because he, clifford during this documentary does have a lot of sugar opportunities mm. yeah, but that's not really a thing though that's not <laughs> oh no i just think i know like i don't think it's causing like any uh health concerns other than he just gets these sugar rushes mm. and it's continuous <laughs> Because he constantly has chocolate or ice cream or something he's having. And so I don't think that that's uh, helping. I don't think it's like, oh, it's causing ADHD or anything like that. (laughs) No, 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 it's more unhealthy than anything. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so he's... uh, But uh, Uncle Martin decides he's going to punish Clifford. I... (sighs) I mean, I don't know. It's a pretty big lie to a kid. You can't just, you can't offer them something and then pull the rug. I understand it's like crazy circumstance. Yeah. But like, I feel like you, there's, you've got to have a little bit more slack in the beginning. Cause like you kind of really fucked up on this one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he, uh, but he says, you know, now he's not going to take him to dinosaur world. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, I do think at this point, I mean, Martin, I get why he's upset. Obviously, Clifford tried to run away with another family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I understand the the being upset, but maybe it should be more concern for his nephew's well-being that clearly something is going on with him. Um, but this punishment, like, to punish him seems crazy. And also, you haven't even seen this kid for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is not your kid. I'm not sure what... It, it didn't sound like there was a lot of ground rules laid by his own parents with Martin. Yeah. And Martin clearly does not know how to be around children. Like, maybe this is the opportunity he could have called Sarah in and said, look. You're a teacher. What can we do here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're a teacher of children. Like, what is the best way to handle this? And then the solution would be, Sarah, could you take him to Dinosaur World? Yeah. Because <laughs> I have a work emergency and you know how crazy our boss is. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just like, everyone's making the worst decisions throughout this. Yeah. <laughs> Decision one bad, um, his parents trying to take him to Hawaii. Absolutely. Being in an enclosed metal tube with Clifford just does not sound like a good idea. Yeah. Now, okay, if Clifford got to Hawaii, we don't know if he ever went to Hawaii after the events of this documentary, who would go on more of a rampage in Hawaii, Clifford or Ezra Miller? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say throughout this whole documentary, Clifford did not get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Ezra Miller, however. (laughs) (laughs) Time and time again. Yep. So... I'm not I'm not trying to run into an Ezra Miller at any point in time. Or Clifford, to be honest. No, I don't want to run I, into either one. No, neither. No. Imagine if they met up in Hawaii and joined forces. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yikes. They actually, they would be friends, too. Ugh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. I, like Claire, that, why did you that's... send us down this dark path? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a world of chaos I don't want to see. Yeah. Um... So Clifford decides, okay, look, I'm not being punished. This dude's going to be punished. (laughs) So he um, takes his, remember the days when you had an answering machine? (laughs) Yeah, with a little cassette. Yep. So he takes like the cassette and he uh, is smarter than I was as a 10 year old. Like, I'm not sure if I'm putting all this shit together, but um, he creates uh, an audio recording using different things of his uncle saying that he's uh, planted a bomb. Yeah, in City Hall. Or yeah. City Hall. And while... This is like, Go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's so crazy that he does this. Well, yeah. And, and I then think... just puts it on the on the answer machine message for anyone who rings up. Well, no, the message he, he puts on the answer oh, machine is himself. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's himself. Sorry, yeah. sorry. He um, rings the police station and says that. Yeah. Um, the Well, the, the inciting incident for this is, of course, that Sarah calls to remind him that uh, her parents' anniversary dinner is this evening. Um, And he's like, oh, yeah, of course I remember. Of course I'll be there. And Clifford hears this and is like, oh, so you have time to go to dinner, but not take me to Dinosaur World. And that... And let me say this, because at the end of this, we see that he's able to finish, you know, his project... Yeah. Despite everything else that occurs during this documentary, like he puts yeah. in the time and he gets it finished. So I feel like he could have taken him to Dinosaur World first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, now he's going to this this dinner. Yeah. Oof. Which uh, no one this, expected this, him this to even go is... to. Everyone expected him to bail on it. Yeah. 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 And this is, uh, I believe, their thirty fifth anniversary. Yes. The parents. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Sarah's parents' 35th anniversary party, um, of Parker and Annabelle Davis. And it's- Parker. Yeah. And it's at their mansion. Why Parker's such a strange person? We don't really have it over here as a first name. Yeah. Um, Some and- real rich people shit. It's, it's real rich people shit. And so, I mean, Cl- wow. it doesn't actually take much for Clifford to embarrass Martin in front of Sarah's family. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> like, it's, like, he could have just actually just left it at that bomb threat but he does some other things um he changes out this uh bloody mary with uh straight up tabasco mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so when is when martin drinks it he's just drinking straight As someone tabasco. who's never drunk tabasco i've only ever seen it in films where it's really not like that hot. So. Yeah, no, it's like oh, that's, that's baby what hot I sauce. Imagine. Like, yeah, I can't like imagine ketchup. it being that hot. No, it would be yeah. surprising, but not devastating. Mm. Yeah, I feel like okay. I. I mean, because like I have drank 
lemonade when I thought I was about to drink water. <laughs> that was surprising. It wasn't terrible. It was just like, oh my God, shocking <laughs> to your taste buds because it's not what you expected. So I could see that. But like his reaction to this, I'm like, you have a little baby mouth. Like how yeah. could you, you can't handle that to pass. <laughs> Martin definitely, uh, he fucks himself over on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you should have a more developed palate, sir. Because that's nothing. Yeah. Let me introduce you to a ghost pepper, my friend. Yeah. I mean, oh, not only yeah, that, but like, a ghost pepper, I can understand. I mean, not that it's obviously a whole thing of Tabasco, but like, isn't, I, I've never had a Bloody Mary because I don't like, I can't even imagine drinking tomato juice. No. Oh, it just sounds, ugh, Yeah, it sounds terrible. terrible for me. Um, But doesn't it have like Tabasco in it? Like, isn't there like yeah, a kick yeah, to yeah. it? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like tomato juice and Tabasco. Like, I, yeah, what is like, it? I mean, yeah, I granted, I, I, Some kind of alcohol, I get it's not going to be maybe? all Tabasco, but honestly, it's this. Okay, vodka, tomato juice, um, other spice and flavors, including uh, Worcestershire sauce or hot sauce, garlic, herbs, horseradish, celery, you know. I mean, it's probably fine. I still don't, I, I, like, I've obviously never had it, but I just, I don't know. Like, it's, it just, it, it doesn't sound like something that would be good to drink. It seems more like, like an alcohol soup than, yeah. than really a drink. That's what, that's my problem with it. It seems like alcoholic tomato soup in a glass. Yeah, it just sounds disgusting to me. Like anytime yeah. I've seen. It. I mean, I know people like use like V8 or something, and sometimes instead of like tomato juice, like just straight up tomato juice, and they'll use V8 instead. But I'm just like, I don't like V8 either, so I'm not a yeah. I'm not a fan. So I can't imagine liking this. And then like nowadays, like the things I see is like people just like adding a bunch of things in it, like pieces of bacon and like like just like a like chicken wings <laughs> oh like ridiculous stuff yeah. like they're just coming out of it it's like what is this why give me a mar like not a martini because i'm like well like give me like a vodka and soda like this is yeah. ridiculous mm. what are you doing yeah i i don't mm. yeah i don't feel like I, I i don't think i would dislike it but i just feel like it, it could never be something it would never be my choice to have one of these no. it would be like oh they're having these well i guess all right well this is this is this is something that doesn't seem like a drink yeah 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 um and then we should say here that by the way i i'm looking at a, at a photo of a bloody mary that has like a fucking shrimp on it that's what i'm, I'm like, saying like, they, like they stick like celery in yeah, them as well yeah. like what's that I, like this this is a tomato soup cocktail like i like i don't know what you people are doing like like, like, why are you trying to drink soup with booze in it? Mm. Like, why don't you just have some soup and then have a drink? Yeah. Yeah. These fucking shrimp. Like, I, get out of here with this fucking shrimp dish. Well, because, like, um, that that's like, okay, so are you drinking a shrimp cocktail at that point? Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, don't, I don't like, this is no thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, and honestly, like, that's disgusting. But also, Clifford is just straight up eating sugar cubes, which is also disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At first, I thought he was, like, drinking, like, a hot cocoa with, like, with marshmallows, but he seems to be crunching. And I was like, oh, he's eating sugar cubes. Yeah. He has a cup of sugar cubes. Yeah. I mean, Uncle Martin, his eyes are watering because this thing is too hot for him. I like, uh, what a baby. What yeah. a baby. Mm. And then, yeah, he's he's had to, like, go ahead and... Sorry, this ketchup's too spicy for me. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> please. So Martin realizes it was Clifford, and he takes him in the kitchen. Uh, I mean, I'm. Was he going to beat him with this bread? Yeah. 
With a with a baguette. These adults do not make good uh, <laughs> choices. No, 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 no. Um, Clifford thinks the whole thing is just hilarious. I mean, he thinks it's a fun, fun prank. I mean, and I agree. Like that's yeah. a fun prank to play on your uncle to switch his Bloody Mary out with hot sauce. Yeah. In quotes. Yeah. Again, Brad, I I know you and I just have similar palates when it comes to heat levels, so I'm glad that you also were like, this is nothing. Like, what? No. Oh, I would be fine with that as well. Yeah. Like, I, I've got quite a high tolerance yeah. for, like, like hot food. I actually like, think, I like I, I, you know, I like very spicy Thai. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I literally went to the grocery store right before we recorded, and I have some, oh, I have some extra hot. Oh, uh, extra hot. I, okay, I, I'm I, looking well, at this. It's not Tabasco, but it's Texas Pete. Hotter hot sauce um and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take a little shot real quick <laughs> <laughs> do you need to have um, a punch punch bowl of punch to wash down no and i was probably about a tablespoon okay. so i think it's a pretty good shot yeah and it is mm. spicier than tabasco but uh yeah i'm fine oh <laughs> did hiccup <laughs> but you're also drunk now great i'm also, I'm also a cartoon alcoholic <laughs> Um, yeah, this drink that you sent us a picture of is stupid. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was gonna, like, beat him with bread, which is very bizarre. Um, but while he's chasing- He's, like, defending himself with a saucepan or something, isn't he? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, the bucket that the bread was- <laughs> that came in or something. <laughs> um... So uh, while he's about to do that, Sarah walks in, and so they both pretend like, oh, he's showing him some random baseball stuff, I guess, because I'm like, oh, it makes about as much sense as anything. Of course. Um, and Sarah's like, uh, okay, well, are you fine now? Because that was really embarrassing, but like, <laughs> come out. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, and so they're going to go and uh, be at dinner. Have dinner. And already Sarah's father does not like Martin. No, no. I mean, he's kind of a weirdo. (laughs) He is kind of a weirdo, but like, fucking rich people people have such weird hangups. Yeah. Because like, he's all judging. I'm like, this guy is a professional like engineer that has designed like a theme park. He's, he's like now designing like the transit system. Like these are all rich people. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, they make it seem like Martin isn't rich enough for them, but I'm like, he's gotta have fucking money. Like, I don't. Yeah. I feel like this is like a like a generational wealth versus mm. like a guy that's New just a, yeah a, a rich professional New money versus old money yeah 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 all right so um yeah so while they're they're sitting at dinner um Clifford needs to grab some chapstick from his uncle his uncle who's always putting on chapstick like they oh, all the time like I mean obsessively like they're at dinner and he's putting chapstick on I'm like yeah. friend what is what's wrong what's your lip situation that yeah. mid-dinner, you've got to throw some chapstick on. Yeah, because I'm concerned because I'm like, his lips don't look particularly chap, but I'm like, but what happens if he's not putting all this chapstick on? What Oof. does his lips Maybe look like? Maybe his <laughs> lips became chapped because of how hot the hot sauce was. Uh, he has third-degree burns on his lips. I, this um, man is allergic to spice. Yeah. <laughs> but Clifford has uh, notices this thing that his uncle does with the chapstick and has switched it out for lipstick. Yep. Which is weird because I, uh, as someone who has worn both things, those two things it feel feels completely feel different. Very different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even they're shaped yeah. differently. Like, does that make any sense? Yeah. Um, so, how he didn't notice that he had put lipstick on, I'm not sure. 
Um, most of the table thinks it's funny. They think it's a big joke. They think it's the funniest thing they've ever seen, ever. Well, rich people, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, he thinks it's the funniest thing, and then, uh, he's not sure why everyone's laughing, but he's like, okay, I'll go along with it, and then, uh, when he goes to drink his water, he notices there's lipstick on there. Um, the people that are not happy about this is, uh, Sarah's dad, and actually Sarah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, they do. They I, do not find this funny at all. I, I mean, I didn't think it was as funny as people at the table <laughs> were no, making it seem. But no, and I feel like this is one that you're like, oh, my nephew's such a prankster. Like yeah. you let everyone know that he's pulled a prank, and then it's ah, uh, this precocious kid. I yeah. mean, you don't need to try yeah. to cover this up. Like there's. It's weirder that you are. I don't know what. I don't know what his story would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So while he goes to the restroom to, you know, wipe off the lipstick, which why you can't just wipe it off with a napkin at the table. I'm not sure, but whatever. <laughs> it's gotta go restroom. To wipe we off. we know this from wearing lipstick before. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I then the police show up, or uh, and they have had a bomb threat, a fake bomb threat to city hall, but they have to arrest martin that's mm-hmm. the the recording that clifford made and that that this to me it's like okay after all the little tiny pranks yeah you just look like a weirdo earlier but now this is this is a big deal this is serious yeah you're being arrested at your girlfriend's parents anniversary party in yeah. front of all these rich people that's weird <laughs> i feel like at that point it's like oh your her parents are gonna be like yeah you can't date him anymore i know that you're all adults but <laughs> we can't have him over here anymore um, and Clifford is just left there. I mean, I'm not, obviously, the, he wouldn't have anywhere to go, but, like, <laughs> he's just looked at this mansion. Yeah. So, uh, Sarah takes him in. While, I mean, makes sense. She's a teacher. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. Sure. Um, although I will say I have plenty of friends who have been teachers who want nothing to do with children outside of school because <laughs> they course. are done <laughs> with children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's your soon-to-be fiance's, yeah. you know, Absolutely, nephew, yeah, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> But it is funny, like, when I see documentaries, for instance, where it's like, oh, they're teachers, of course, they love children, they want to have all the children. It's like, no, I think they're done. I mean, they love children, they love children learning, they love teaching children. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, these cops, like, they think are in, he are in called- Florida, you know, they're, they're uh, professional murderers who yes. have absolutely no qualifications, but uh, yeah. um, obviously are going to be, you know, great to <laughs> take care of children. Uh, I can't wait till my child is done with school here. Oh. Like, I just- Yeah. Like, every day I'm just like, oh my god, I'm I'm glad I don't have an elementary school age kid anymore at this point. I'm glad yeah. I'm, you know, it's just, which is sad. So, sorry to everyone that's listening to this in the future, but here, the current thing- that's happening in Florida is they're gonna let people in the military are people that are married to people in the military become teachers yeah. without any qualifications whatsoever none none you don't need any qualifications you need to do 16 hours of like visiting a classroom oh is this I thought Welcome it was only 12 I thought it was only 12 oh maybe it might be it's either 12 or 16 hours where you go sit in classrooms to just listen to the teachers teach and then you get a teaching certificate and you can teach. So that's what we're doing here because that's not going to go terribly wrong, mm. uh, which is the point. They want it to go terribly wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to destroy public schools. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's doing exactly what they want it to do. And by they, I mean our government. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, and I and I'm sorry, I'm not being biased. It's not just the GOP. It's also Democrats. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Cory Booker. Oof. What? Don't you dare talk about Cory Booker. <laughs> Cory Booker. We all love Cory Booker. <laughs> and all the money he gets from charter schools. Exactly. Um. All right. So these, these fools, these cops, definitely <laughs> think Martin, I guess, planted a fake or planted a bomb and then called and let the cops know he planted a bomb. Yeah. Very bizarre. Um, and he's like, no, that's, no, clearly I can tell this is from my answering machine. Call it and listen. And they call it, mm. and and Clifford has recorded a new answering machine message. Hey, uh, my <laughs> Uncle Martin's not here right now. Uh, I can't say where he's at, but there's going to be a big uh, bang or something like that. Kaboom! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so Clifford is stepping up an- another, like, this is actually getting someone arrested. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, he's a little demon child. So while they're at breakfast, Clifford and uh, Sarah, uh, Martin has been released. He is coming home and he just says it's a big joke. And he actually shoves Clifford's face into a cereal bowl. That is a very large cereal bowl, by the way. Oh, yes. Well, because while Sarah was still in bed, Clifford has made himself breakfast, which is consisting of a giant, like, gigantic bowl of cereal, orange juice. There's a jar of peanut butter. There is a cake. (laughs) <laughs> He's eating a candy yep. bar. Like, it's it's the most ridiculous, you know, <laughs> breakfast a kid could, could have put together. But may I also point out that Sarah is, like, clearly had a shower, gotten dressed, oh, and yeah. is just now coming to, to see all of the chaos in her kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> in her terrifyingly decorated home, by the yeah. way. I mean, there's, there's yeah. a crime. <laughs> they need to be put on trial. <laughs> Core. That's Absolutely. very strange. <laughs> Like it's, she has a, a framed photo also of just two chairs, <laughs> two empty chairs. <laughs> like this place is like screaming out for some live, laugh, love. Like this, oh, absolutely. this was, her house now I'm sure is covered in like signs with words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hope, family. <laughs> Ugh, awful, awful. I hate this place. See, we have those in my house, but they don't say stuff like that. They say bath and cook. So we know what to do in each room. <laughs> People stop putting words in your home. Oh, I have one above me right now that says podcast. <laughs> hey. um, I, have a, I have a sign above me that says unwittingly he trained a dolphin to kill the president of the United States. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a poster for the documentary The Day of the Dolphin. Absolutely. Maybe future episode. Indeed. Um, so once uh, Sarah is leaving the house, we learn that um, Martin now has a criminal record. He wants Clifford to write a confession to the police. And, um, you know, it says his... Uh, and he talks about, like, this, like, sad sack story of when he was a kid and he wanted to go to the Riverview theme park in Chicago before it was just demolished. As if that's supposed to help Clifford. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, you think this would be something they could bond over, like... Yeah. But instead, it's like, I didn't get to go, now you're not gonna get to go. Like, it's like the worst parenting strategy. Yeah. I mean, the most common, but yeah, also absolutely. the worst. Um, so... Uh, Sarah is going... Okay, so please explain this to me. So Sarah's going with uh, Mr. Ellis to San Francisco on a business trip? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, uh, he's considering opening up another... Because she basically runs the daycare inside the office. Yeah. Um, and, and he's looking to, in the in the San Francisco office, po- opening up another daycare. And Got he's it. wanting her thoughts and opinions on it, theoretically. 
Yeah, because also you don't need to go to the other office to like give yeah. your thoughts and opinions you don't need on to scope opening it out. Yeah. daycare. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what he says he wanted. I also think this is why I think this whole thing about having to redesign the the transit system I think is this is just a cover to keep Martin busy yeah. um, while he takes her to San Francisco. Yeah, because that that whole thing is just like bizarre too. Yeah. Um, basically, nobody should work for Ellis. He's terrible. Yeah, he's trash. Yeah, yeah. Um, his 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 hair pieces though are on point. They, they are. <laughs> They're totally normal I mean, they, looking yeah. hair pieces. The greatest hair pieces. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Clifford is so upset after finding out he absolutely is not going to go to Dinosaur World and be taken there. I, I, which again it's like instead of telling him the sad sack story about this riverview place in chicago he says look i was trying to work out my schedule it you know maybe at some point we would have went to dinosaur world but due to your you know the the activities you you've put me through like put me in jail like i'm you know this is your punishment you're not going to dinosaur world like why he like brings in this other story is just stupid stupid um so clifford says uh he basically tells him he's going to catch a train to San Francisco where Sarah is traveling. Um, I um, need to talk about uh, this for a second here. Okay. Because, yes, because Martin goes, he's going to make lunch and he calls Clifford down. And this is, yeah, where he says he's not. But can I point out, there is a loaf of bread on the counter, but he's pulling mm-hmm. a loaf of bread out of the refrigerator. First of all, people that no. put bread in the refrigerator are monsters. Yeah. They're lunatics. I agree. Yeah. But yeah. why is there a loaf in the refrigerator? And a, and a loaf on the counter is the idea you're gonna once you start eating the loaf of bread then you put it in the refrigerator or is it you know for people that are normal and people that are insane also why do you need two like how much bread are you going through as a like, human i mean to eat two it, loaves of bread like before like, it goes bad and i know you've maybe you've got your nephew maybe you pick up some extra groceries but like two people like i, no. I am one person and i never buy bread because yeah, it's insane it's for me to much. buy a loaf of bread. I could never eat a loaf and of bread I love before it bread. gets bad. But yeah. we barely ever buy it because it's no. like, if, for three of us, it's very difficult for us yeah. to get through all that bread. I'll just make also, a small they're not going to have anything to put on this bread because Clifford has eaten the entire jar of peanut butter. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, he pulls something else out with it. It's like chicken or something. Uh-huh. I don't know what he's putting on the... It's a, it, Or maybe like deli meats or something. Also, can I point out the fact that this is clearly not at the Cliff House. Um, which no. means he's bought a house and he's still staying in his other place. So he's yeah. currently just having a two house life. Yeah. Mm. And, and just hasn't even began packing this place yeah. up. There's nothing out of place. This is, this is solidly where he is currently living. Yeah. Like in, 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 <laughs> not in no rush, in no rush to start moving. I'll just, you know, I'll just handle like, I mean, maybe he's renting the current place. I doubt it. I think he's like, yeah, I'll just live. Yeah. Having a two house life, whatever. Yeah. I'll just leave my concrete house on the cliff just to wait for a while. No big deal. I'll get there. Yeah, my only thought is like, I mean, but then it wouldn't have said sold. It would have said pending. I'm like, I was just thinking maybe he had put an offer on that cliff house and so it wouldn't have been closed. So it's not like you could move in yet. But then I'm just like, but it said sold. It didn't say pending. Yeah, and there was already stuff inside there. Like he had some stuff in. So weird. Mm. Um, Rich people. So the way Clifford uh, tricks him into thinking he's run off to San Francisco (laughs) is he puts his face on a milk carton. <laughs> I'm sorry. This great. is this is amazing. <laughs> it's solid work. Yeah. 
Have you seen this boy? Yeah. And he lets him know in a little note, you know, that he's... I mean, <laughs> when did he even take that picture? <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. He's like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to San Francisco to uh, to meet Miss Sarah Davis, the love of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so, it's so kooky. I, I love it. And also I'm just like, oh, gone are the days of like truly just having a Polaroid where you could just take a picture real quick. Yeah. <laughs> just... Just snap. Though, like, every five minutes, they try to release some new sort of yeah. Polaroid. I'm like, nobody wants it, because the, the pictures are shitty. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a weird, fun novelty for a second, and, like, yeah. that's it. Yeah, but it was fun back in the day when, like, that was what we had. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, th- so his note reads, uh, My dearest Uncle Martin, I have failed you in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> I have decided to uh, take the 145 train to San Francisco to try to find Miss Sarah Davis. If uh, I I love you with all the love in my little my little boy heart, Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> um. So of course Martin is like, fuck. Now I've got to go chase down this kid. <laughs> I mean, this is still not his child, but it also is his nephew, you know? <laughs> it's like, okay, I've got to get this kid. Um, so he gets on the train, and uh, but Clifford is not on the train. He's, he's singing a song. Yeah. He's, he's having a dandy time, is what I would say. He is. Yeah. He's a little dancer. <laughs> yeah, he's dancing. He's running around on the train station. He's <laughs> <laughs> having the time of his life. Everyone's watching like, oh, this little boy having the time of his life. Yeah. Um, Uncle Martin is asking everyone, like, hey, have you seen this little boy on the train? Nobody's seen him. Uh, so he is now in San Francisco, and Clifford is throwing a party at Uncle Martin's house. <laughs> well, Amazing, he found yeah. some kids that, that said, sure, I'll take you to, to Dinosaur World tomorrow if I can use the house to throw a party tonight. <laughs> It's a solid plan. I actually trust these teenagers to take him to Dinosaur World. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so many like better options in this. Pay for these kids to take Clifford to Dinosaur World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Uncle Martin has called his house and uh, he finds out about the party. Um, and he's driving by a restaurant and he sees Sarah having dinner with Ellis. Sarah Davies. Sarah Davis. Yeah. Um, and Ellis has bought her a necklace and said it was from the office. Supposedly from the whole team. (laughs) Creepy. Yeah, I don't like this. But also what's creepy is Martin is in the rain standing outside this restaurant window. Yeah. (laughs) All of it. This whole scene for Sarah Davis. This is Creepsville. Yeah. She should leave everything behind at this point. I mean, because, yeah, it looks it looks real creepy when he's putting the necklace around her neck, sure. Yeah. But, but before that, they're just having dinner. Like, yeah. did you not assume they would have dinner? Yeah. Like, I don't... She's not supposed to eat? Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't yeah. know what's happening. Also, real uh, sign of the times, he's smoking. <laughs> he's smoking there at the table. And I'm like, whoa, yeah, so smoking at a restaurant. Oof, yeah. weird. Yeah. God, man, every time before Modern Times sucked. <laughs> yeah, Modern Times also sucks. <laughs> modern Times also suck, yeah. Oh, yeah, every time oh. sucks. Like, there's not a good time. But, like, no. can you just, like, yeah. like, you're in a nice restaurant and it, everything still smells like cigarettes. Yeah. Like, mm. that was the oh, yeah, world was in 1990. Like, 1990, yeah. everything smelled of cigarettes. 
Yeah, I used to like go for a drink after work and come home and smell of cigarettes. And then in the morning, the worst bit was in the morning having a shower. And when that water hit your body, like it just brought the smell of the cigarettes Ugh. out. And it was like, Ugh! God, horrible. Like, how did we tolerate that? How did we tolerate smoking sections in restaurants? Which like, was just next to the non-smoking sections. Yeah, there was like nothing. There was like, no partition. Not not even like pretending that it was uh, different. <laughs> like now, like if you end up like in a in a like if you end up like in a hotel room or something where someone has previously smoked once oh. before, you're like, oh my god, this is terrible. Back yeah. like back before, not that long ago, like everything constantly reeked of cigarettes. Oh, it was horrible. Nope. Yeah. I I just it floors me. It like blows my mind that people still smoke now. Just for the smell alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like look, I mean we all know what what it can do to your your body, but like besides that, you just smell. Like just <laughs> It's the worst smell. Like <laughs> It's so cr- it's kooky to me. I'm just like I don't know. We just why. all accepted it. We just as a world accepted mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. For like 50 years. Like, oh yeah, everything just reeks of this. Yeah, it's cool. No problem. Yeah. <gasps> I'm just saying, guys, if anyone has a time machine, you're going to be disappointed by everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like if you have a time machine, everything's going to smell. Even if it's not yeah. just cigarette times, it's like, oh, then people just didn't bathe as regularly. Just things just smelled. Yeah. Things were just smelly. Yeah. If you're going to time travel, invest in nose plugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she she is confronted by Martin. and Which he's out of order for doing this. Absolutely out yeah. of order. Yeah. Um, I, I get he's stressed out and he doesn't like Alice, but that is, this is, don't take it out on, on poor little Sarah Davis. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, back at Martin's house, <laughs> Clifford is having the time of his life at this party. He's got some dance moves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's some real fashions at this party, too. So oh, yeah. many fashions. Oh, boy. Like, I don't even... Those overalls in the back? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yikes. <laughs> like, Yikes! high waters and yeah. a scoop neck. <laughs> Oof. I'm like, wh- I didn't even know we had scoop neck overalls. <laughs> like, no, this is like the worst look I've ever seen. I mean, the other guy dancing to the side, he's got weird patterned pants. I don't know what's happening there. No, there's so much. There's so much happening. The, the chick dancing with Clifford is wearing socks with high heels, which I knew was big in the 80s. I didn't realize went into the 90s. Also, these are not all teenagers at this part. <laughs> oh no. It's just anyone. Yeah. There's some real cougars in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> there to Everyone hit on in some Los Angeles is there. Teen boys. This girl wearing the tutu. I don't know what's yeah. happening there. You know, everybody's just 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 wearing some things. All the acid wash. Oof. Um when Sarah's in the the car with Ellis to go back to the hotel, like he Ooh. He tries to assault her. Well, he doesn't try. He assaults her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, get the fuck off of me. What does um, she do, Tammy? What happened? What does she do? Well, she takes off that necklace. Well, she takes off something else as well. <laughs> oh, she also takes off his, his toupee. <laughs> and throws it out the window. And I was like, yes! Go, girl. Well, yeah, because, well, she, he does that because, she, okay, she tells him to stop. She hits him. She takes off the necklace 
in the most awkward way possible. Yeah. Um, but she takes off the necklace, she throws them, and says, I don't want this piece of garbage. Like, I was going to get not rid interested. of it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to yeah. keep it anyway. And uh, because she also thought it was weird. I mean, she clearly mm-hmm. knew that this was not yeah. comfortable. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and he says, well, if you think that's going to turn me off, it's like turning me on over here. Like you're <sighs> playing coy. Yeah. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. So, you know, he just tries again. And that's when she takes that um, toupee and throws it out the window. Yeah. Good on um, her. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so he has to uh, get a new wig. Oh, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> wow. Meanwhile, Martin's flying home. Yeah. He's given up. Yeah. So he's he's gotten home. And when he gets home, the party's over. The place is wrecked, clearly. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised his computer was still standing, by the way. Yeah. 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 And uh, Clifford was there all tied up. And... Martin, instead of like being concerned, even even if it was you know Clifford's fault, to his party, instead of being like, "Why are you tied up?" Because Clifford does try and make this wild story. Yeah, yeah. He like boards up all the doors. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, but, a and, little but crazy. Clifford's story is also terrifying. Oh yeah, because he says like, "Yeah, there was a group of bikers and they came and they tied me up and they touched my naughty places." Yeah. I, I, I don't like yeah. the 10-year-old having that that, no. that yeah, so, story to... Yeah. Like, that's that's upsetting. No. no. And so Clifford uses the phone in the um in the room and calls Sarah, uh, you know. And I, I'm not sure why he didn't untie himself at that point, actually, to call Sarah, but... Yeah. Well, I assume I, I assume it may be Martin, like, uh, maybe, maybe he uh, strengthened the, those bonds oh, a little maybe. bit. maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're going to tie yourself up? Cool. Uh, let me just, let me uh, make sure that stays while I yeah. board up the house. I mean, I, I, I feel like boarding up the house was going a little far. <laughs> like, Martin at this point also is like clearly has lost his mind <laughs> oh yeah yeah he's he's broken um so he's fallen asleep and he wakes up to sarah like finding clifford and like she's like pulling the the wood off the doors she's hardcore man <laughs> she's mm-hmm. hardcore. um and then untying uh clifford which she's of course scared for clifford yeah. as a human would come in and see a 10 year old sure. child tied up <laughs> And behind yeah. boarded walls and doors and <laughs> windows. <laughs> and uh, she thinks that uh, he's lost his mind as well. And she takes Clifford, which I find interesting. Yeah. Because that's also not her child or relation or to her at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but you know what? If if your if your boyfriend is like clearly having a mental breakdown, yeah. and you find a child tied up, I yeah. think you just get the child out of there. Like I, you know, uh, it's a it's a wild call, but I think under the circumstance. Yeah, I know. I just think like if Martin wanted to, he could just call the authorities to bring Clifford back. Yeah, but he wouldn't want to. Why would he? No, why no, he no, that? no, no. He doesn't want to. And. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just watching parts of this documentary. <laughs> it's making me laugh. <laughs> because so, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So um, after he leaves, he's like, oh, crap. I got to get this. Uh, I got to get this computer file with the with the city plans um, to work. Um, but I uh, but it's missing. I can't yeah. find the hard drive, I guess. Computer tape. I, I don't know what drive, this thing yeah. is. It's like 1990 yeah. computer thing. Yeah. I, I can't tell you what this is. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I figured it was just the hard drive, but yeah. you would know better than me, Brett. I, I don't. I don't know what ni- 1990 architecture <laughs> computer systems <laughs> ran. What, what do you mean? Um, so yeah, so he goes, he also, um, same time as, as us, saw Ellis's new hairpiece for the first time. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, please describe this hairpiece. It's not good. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Mm-mm. It's a ponytail. Like, first of all, just, I mean, if that's your, your toupee or whatever, like, just cut just cut the ponytail piece off. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, because your hair has suddenly grown like a foot in length when people would last saw you. Yeah. Making it kind of obvious this is a toupee. Very bizarre choice. Um. So, yeah, they, they, they're they adversarial toward each other, by the way, Martin and Ellis. But they've got a presentation to make. So, Martin comes up to the presentation. Ellis hugs him. Just found that weird. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. And he puts his tape in, or whatever the technology is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it blows up the entire thing. I mean... The model. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we saw Clifford earlier, like, messing with, like, the electronics in the office building. Yeah. Um. So, like, I don't know what kind of weird computer skills he has to, like, do this. But, yeah, it makes the he's model a, explode. He's a little genius. I'm yeah. telling you, like, I'm like, you know, look, dangerous, sure, but also, like, very creative. And yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know how what, to do that. <laughs> what was it supposed to do? Like, what does he change? Because he says we need to change the model. So I guess somehow this computer file, like, does something with the model? I don't know. Like, does it make it move or something? I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, uh, it's very strange. Like, I, I, this technology is I, something I don't understand. Yeah. Because I, because it's, I, I thought he was like changing, you know, like the diagrams of things, and then they would print a new model. But yeah. No, it's just like the model exists, and this computer program does something with it. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah. Um. So clearly he's fired. Um. At that point. Well, he takes credit for like he says like um. Well, who yeah, did yeah. This? And like he says like I did like I I know like he's clearly you know he's he's clearly having a bit of a mental breakdown. But mm-hmm. like just don't take credit for this. Just be like no. I don't know what happened. I so, yeah. somebody must have messed with the uh, the technology. I think with he our just your diagram technology. Yeah, I, I, because the thing is, it's like it's one thing to be fired, right? Like okay, fine, whatever. But like he could be arrested for this. He, oh, yeah. They've already thought he called a bomb Criminal threat damage. in to, to City Hall. Like, yeah. and now something that you're bail. looking, yeah. And like, like, no one, no one in the office realizes yet that he is out on bail. Yeah, yeah. So this like, is all going to catch up to him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and what else is going to catch up to him is he goes and kidnaps Clifford from Sarah's house and then puts him in a like a, a straitjacket. Yeah. Yeah, it's just driving him along in the straight jacket. Yeah, as, as one does. I mean, that probably mm-hmm. is the best way to drive him around, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. And he drives him to Dinosaur World, and Clifford it's is like, like yes! Oh, yeah, but it's not close to Martin, because he's the one that made it, so. Mm. I mean, I feel like if you're the engineer, I don't know if that gives you just rights to, like, come into the project anytime you yeah. want after it's already up and running, but... Sure. Um, so yeah, so they're gonna go on the ride. Well, he's gonna send Clifford on the ride. Yeah. So this ride... Uh, this ride looks pretty fucking cool. It is a cool ride. It's yeah. pretty cool, yeah. It like reminded me of a mix of a lot of different rides. Yeah. It even reminded me a little bit of Ellen's Energy Adventure, whatever uh, that was. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I can see that. <laughs> I've heard of that ride, but not been on it. Well, it's, it's closed now, so you cannot, you will never go on it now. But <laughs> you'll, ne- you'll never yeah. spend 45 minutes learning yes. about energy. 
Yeah. I know that um, it was a ride that people would often go on just to cool down and maybe have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Busy. It was perfect for that. But it had Absolutely. all these, like, okay, you see how it's like Larry the Scary Rex, right, on the outside, and then you have, like, kind of, like, little dinosaurs around. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's Ellen's energy adventure. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, it reminded me a little bit of the Jurassic Park ride at Universal. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of, yeah, the dinosaur ride at Disney. Just, uh... Yeah, it's like dinosaur ride, Jurassic Park, Ellen's Energy ride, and uh, Splash Mountain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did so- think about those soft children on Splash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the soft kids having a panic attack. <laughs> Um, R.I.P. Splash Mountain, by the way. Oh, yeah, because that'll be... What's it called soon? (sighs) Tiana's Tiana's Bayou Adventure or something? Yeah, which is pretty much just an overlay of Splash Mountain. Yeah, it's not going to change that much. As as long as it's still, like, super trippy um, when you get down into the crazy part, like, that's that's what I need, because... I don't know why they don't just keep, like, call it... Tiana's Splash Mountain or something. Yeah, know. yeah, they could have just added some of her things there and been. But I think that's literally what that's gonna, they're yeah. gonna do. Yeah, I don't yeah. think, like even the pictures I've seen, like it's like not very much different. Um, all right, so he lets him go on the regular version of the ride first, and Clifford is so excited. I mean, I've never seen anyone so excited about anything ever. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you never saw me when I went on the uh, ET adventure. Um, <laughs> For the first time in years, when I was with Brad, I was very happy. I, yeah. you know, wasn't I, Brad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But were you this happy? But were you this happy? I don't know. Uh, pretty like, much. I was Clifford so looks like he's about to have a heart attack. He's so happy. I mean, this, <laughs> is, this, this is how I feel on Splash Mountain when I've had enough drinks. <laughs> like, <laughs> Splash, Splash Mountain is my number one drunk Disney ride. Amazing. <laughs> um, oh, and it also kind of reminded me, like, the pterodactyl from, like, Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, and like a little bit of the, the mummy ride at Universal, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, the pterodactyl reminded me of the worried eagle on uh, Expedition Everest <laughs> that appears, and it's like, yeah. you're going the wrong way. Yeah. So it's fun. It's <laughs> like a little roller coaster yeah. ride. Um, and then, you know, and then also, like, you end up coming against, you know, the scary T Rex, and. Uh, and you get Which to shoot awesome. it. Awesome! Imagine being a kid and like turning around in your little cart thing, and then that's standing above you. Oh, it'd be awesome! I yeah, do and wonder, you get like, to shoot they, at where it. Where they where they filmed this, you know, for yeah. the documentary? Because yeah. this looks like I mean, this looks like a real like parts of it look very much like a very real yeah. you know, ride. Maybe this but is I don't know the, that this. The... Yeah. Well, then they can't have done it on the actual ride because the ride no, was pretty it's... much destroyed. Yeah, it's destroyed. So I don't yeah, know, yeah. you know, how this was. Yeah. Are saying, yeah, where is it filmed? I don't know. I don't know yeah. if this was, you know, partially, you know, uh, this was all just recreated in a studio or maybe they this recreated was... this ride in a studio, but they filmed the um, like the outside at the actual park. Yeah, parts of it just definitely seem like a real ride, though. Like, mm. I don't know. No, maybe it was the parts of the ride that were destroyed. Who knows? We'll never know now. If any of our listeners know, tell us. If anyone's actually ridden this actual ride, please yeah. let us know. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so jealous if you have. That's amazing. 
Oh, I also like that at the end, like, um, when the, the big T-Rex pops out, you get a little gun, and it's, yeah, all of a sudden, it's the Men in Black run. Yeah. That is the best. A little laser. I mean, it yeah. really is, like, a mix of all the greatest rides. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, in that sense, I'm like, clearly, if I were Clifford, I'd want to, like, I would definitely do whatever I could to get to Dinosaur World. Yeah. Uncle Martin, like, he should be a bigger name. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, to create this. I mean, I wonder if he's ever amazing. done anything with the Imagineers. I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, I'm wondering, uh, because we'll just skip ahead and say, I don't know where his career really went, because yeah. after this whole thing with Ellis, that was such a, a big project he was assigned to. Yeah. This, like, I mean, uh, the Los Angeles transit system, and then you fuck that up, like... But yeah, maybe, but I still feel that. like, you know, I still feel like maybe, you know, I don't know, let's say if you're trying to figure out how we should build the Navi River Adventure ride, maybe Ugh. you should just consult with him, even if you don't, you know, yeah. necessarily list his name. Just check in and make sure you're not making the most boring ride ever made. God, <laughs> it's so boring. And I usually love Disney boat rides because they're just chill, you know, whatever. But yeah. that one was just boring. I'm like, how? Yeah. How did you? Yeah. How did you make this boring? Yeah. Weird. Weird choices. Disney weird choices, <laughs> um, but yeah. So you get a to... ride, but with an impressive animatronic at the end on a very boring ride. Oh my gosh! But I guess it's like being based on some boring ass movies. So mm. yeah. Um. So yeah. So you take down the T Rex by like a little with a little laser gun and you shoot him, and then you the ride is done. It is the best ride. It's adorable. Um. So he comes out. He's... Oh, also, and you're riding in a little triceratops. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he comes out and uh, he's very excited, of course, to go on it. And his uncle says, all right, well, why don't you go on it again faster this time? Oof. <laughs> Which <laughs> seems to freak Clifford out a little bit, but not traumatized. But, yeah. you know, like, uh, okay, I didn't really care for that. But, you know, it was still exciting because I love it. And now they're trying to call each other's bluffs as well. Like, definitely trying to be like, no, I wasn't scared at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so his uncle says... How about even faster? Which I don't even know why there is this fast speed. Yeah, this setting part. shouldn't exist. I don't even know how the the the, the triceratops cart stayed on the rails. I mean, I, again, th- this is another sign that maybe Uncle Martin, like, maybe you know, there's something. Oh, maybe yeah. this family, there's genetically something a little off because he designed this to have mm. this like yeah. danger mode. Directly was yeah. trying to murder children. There's a doomsday mode on this fucking ride that shouldn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> there really is. Yeah, so everything everything falls apart. Yeah. It's real kooks. Um, yeah, because it's not that this is just going super fast. It's like the track yeah, is the skeleton's yeah. getting launched oh, at him. <laughs> The skeleton wearing a hat, which is yeah. straight up out of the mummy ride. Like the like <laughs> it's amazing. Like how many how many other rides have been um inspired by this uh ride? <laughs> the ter- the pterodactyl yeah. falls into the uh T-Rex's face and that whole T-Rex starts coming apart. Yeah, he's hanging on. And uh yeah, and then like the track falls apart, so Clifford almost dies. Yeah. And it's not it's, it's a big fall yeah. from where he's hanging on, but also and... it's like directly into the machine mouth of this T-Rex <gasps> that has very sharp teeth. Yeah. Um, the reenactment that they've done is very, very good job here on this documentary. Indeed. Um, I mean, they definitely took, you could tell, like, you know, some cinematic creativity (laughs) 
that they did with some of the fog and and all of that but it it really lent itself to the fear level that was actually occurring um and martin actually wasn't sure if he was gonna save clifford (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd sort of, you would be like, oh, do I do? Like, yeah, and he felt like he would be doing the world a favor by letting Clifford die. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, I get it, I get I it. I kind of agree. Um, so he, but he does end up saving Clifford. And, um, and Clifford apologizes, and Martin, of course, doesn't believe him because... Yeah, yeah. Clifford's a little sociopath. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, and so, uh... And Martin says he's going home and he tells Clifford, he goes, I don't care if you come with me or not. And he's like, you know, it's whatever. And so it's like at that moment where that everything kind of turns for Clifford, like, man, I really fucked up. Yeah. Um, and he really does change, like, turn his life around because of that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, from what we know, we well, know a little bit about. Well, just even, of- like, directly after this, you know, he's part of the oh, yeah, wedding, after, like, yeah. with uh, Martin and uh, Martin Sarah. and uh, Sarah Davis get married. <laughs> Sarah Davis just wearing doilies to her wedding. <laughs> well, because they don't talk for a while after this, Martin and, and um, Clifford, but then Clifford is invited to be the ring bearer. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that's well, we more Sarah's doing. We also didn't say doing. that he tried to steal the ring earlier. He tried to steal the, oh, yeah. the ring, because which belonged to Martin's grandmother. So Clifford points out that he has as much right to it as yeah, Martin That's does. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Sarah had a lot to do with the fact that he's a ring bearer to the wedding, at the wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so where are they now? We don't usually have a lot of updates on people that are featured mm. in our, in our podcast, but this one, we know that, uh, later in life, um, that Clifford really, tr- I guess, turned his life around, but became a priest, so... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's yeah, true. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, he's like a, a priest, like a a home for troubled boys, which I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure about that. Now, in the update videos, it's not like we've seen him doing anything like to these little boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I just want to make it clear we didn't, we don't have any update in that arena. It's just, it's a priest for troubled boys. It's not, no, it's not good. No. Um, and he is helping them by telling them his story of the trouble he used to cause and how he was able to overcome it and move forward and so uh, some of these children also are trying to do the same thing and learning life lessons from him mm. and that is I don't trust him <laughs> I mean I don't. <laughs> at least he didn't get into politics because he'd be president by now Definitely President Clifford no he always kept Stefan though yeah. <laughs> forever and always because yeah mm. Stefan's like his alter ego he kept bad Josie around <laughs> Get bad juicy. <laughs> yeah, and that was Clifford. Yeah, that was that was the documentary Clifford. Um, we all watched the same documentary. Uh, I I don't know if there's anything else written about this. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think so. Crimes in here. Um, I I do know that uh, uh, Roger Ebert gave this a, a scathing uh, review of this documentary, and I just like Roger to Ebert knew nothing. Like <laughs> I just like to say, fuck Roger Ebert. Like yeah, absolutely. I mean, forever and always, but like. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. This, this this documentary was not very popular when it came out, but that's because people weren't ready for it yet. 
<laughs> yeah. The world was People weren't ready to admit, to realize that children can be equal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to look, too, like, if I can find anything about Dinosaur World where it was filmed. Because uh, I'm with you. I think part of this had to be a real place. I mean, it seems so, like, parts of it just seems so much like a, like an actual ride that I feel like at least some yeah. of this had to be shot at some sort of Yeah, because I can't, who knows? I mean, you know, obviously they could make the outside, they could even make animatronic dinosaurs, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, but, yeah. But the actual ride, like, to recreate, and it, I mean, you'd have to engineer, ride. like, some of that, some of the pieces, but I just, I'm like, I don't, that seems a little over the top. Mm. That's just, maybe, maybe it's not. Apparently they, they might have just done the whole thing. Who knows? There is a... Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking right now. There was a prop store that you could have bought the recreated dinosaur head from. Wow. Nice. I like that. It doesn't have the price because it was sold, but I can't imagine that, that was cheap. <laughs> That's for sure. I'd have just put that on my lawn. <laughs> that would have scared those foxes away, Claire. Yep. All right. Probably scared my uh, cat as well. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, okay, that was a documentary. Uh, Brad, would you like to tell us what's next? Yes, friends, it is- I know what's next! Oh. It's Judge, judge Dream Executioner, Executioner, where we act as the jury and the judge, and then we execute someone. Hooray! God, I thought she was so close. So I really know, did. I, mm. Oh, wait, is that not what it's called? Claire, oh. it is time for Judge, judge jury, jury, and Executioner. So I was right! And no, we will not- we will not have a jury. We will not be acting as a jury. Uh, we will have a judge. We will have a prosecution. We will have a defense. We will not have an executioner because the death penalty is morally wrong and you should stop oh. expecting it or asking for it. It's not okay. okay. Hope you, you learned know, your lesson. I, I get that we only do this podcast once a month, but like, Claire, I'm... Are you okay? Do you need to see a doctor that you can't remember month to month what we do? I think I'm okay. Mm. I, I, I think that this time I definitely got it. I mean, maybe, maybe just make a note. I'm writing it. I'm writing it in my diary. Um, I'm putting. I'm writing on a post-it and I'm pinning it to my hope chest. Okay. Well, don't don't put a pin through your, in your hope chest. That's yeah. <laughs> like it's not how. It's not what. Is that not hope chest etiquette? Don't you know? It's not a pin. You get like a get like a cork board to put a pin. No, it's a post-it. So I've stuck I've stuck it to my hope chest. No, I, I, maybe, um, okay. Just maybe don't use a pin. That's where all my hopes and dreams go. All right. That's that's how you do it. I. Yep. Mm, interesting. What's weirder is that, that Claire also hangs like blankets um, <laughs> from her cork board. It's very strange. <laughs> Someday you're yeah. gonna work the system out, but uh, I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, so I think I'm I'm pretty I'm ninety nine percent sure, Brad, that I've got it now. Well, I'm gonna have there to There won't be any issues next month. Alright, well I'm gonna have to trust trust your judgment because this month you're the judge, Claire. <gasps> Hooray! Uh, Tammy is the defense, and I will be prosecuting Clifford. Alright, hello everyone, welcome to my court, my court of awesome. Hi. Hey. Hey, yeah. hey everyone. Uh, so, in the case of the podcast versus Clifford, I would like to, the prosecution to go first and make your opening statement, please. Oh, thank you, Your Honor. I take some notes and I sip my drink. Oh, I hope. And giving you a judgmental look over the room. Oh. <laughs> Well, I, I, I hope the contents of your drink are delightful and refreshing 
and don't contain Ooh. tomato juice or celery. <laughs> celery. Yeah. I, I hope it's refreshing and delightful and not weirdly spicy or vegetable based. Yeah. God, that vegetable drinks, please. And, and I know people who like Bloody Marys. I do not understand it. I don't get I, it. This is also co- also cocktail court, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's always cocktail court, right? Always, always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We put a different cocktail on, on court each month. Mm. I can get down with that. Uh, please, please, prosecution, you're opening yes, this statement. Yes, yes. So, I, I mean, obviously, you know, we don't like to see children being put on trial. It's... Uh, I do. It's... I, I just mean to collect as a collective. We as a people, humans, mm-hmm. we don't like to see children being put on trial. But sometimes the crimes are so heinous, so awful, that we have no other choice as a warning to society to say, no, we will not tolerate this. No matter what 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 caused uh, this, what breakdown in, in society, and what breakdown of the family unit, uh, people must be held responsible, even if those even if those people are children. Because you know what? There's a point in time when even children know what they're doing is wrong, and they have to be held to the standard of a society. So I will be bringing some charges against young Clifford Daniels. Ooh, bring it, Brad. Bring it. First and foremost. Clifford Daniels caused an emergency landing of a plane. Uh, that is, he could have caused the plane to crash. Uh, so, uh, no, first of all, first charge, uh, we have to bring charges against him for, for causing a, a, a terrorist action uh, on a plane. We can't have people, like, forcing planes down. I'm sorry, no, that's hijacking a plane. That's a serious crime, and I know he's a child, but no, children don't get to hijack planes. So first charge, hijacking a plane. Okay. Can't do it. A second charge, uh, we, I've got to charge him for the theft of... Of, of this of this uh, surfboard of this boom box uh, and also separate charge for dog theft. Now okay, you hold- note I, I said separate charge for dog theft. I didn't say dog snatching because he didn't snatch a dog. When you snatch a dog, just to clarify for any listeners, um, that means <laughs> you're uh, rescuing a dog from an owner that couldn't possibly love it as much as you do. Like mm-hmm. you know, this yes, this right. is this is something that I encourage. I would snatch a dog that I could love more than the owner. So um, that's not a crime. But to steal a dog that you don't even care about it let it run off and you give it no further thoughts uh, that's a crime that's dog stealing and that's that can't be tolerated someone someone's beloved pet that they they couldn't even take a flight without their pet they had to have the dog with them on a plane like stolen stolen by this little miscreant can't happen no sorry (laughs) sorry okay Um, okay then of course He wasn't content to just uh, uh, hijack a plane, that act of terrorism. No, he put in a fake bomb threat to City Hall and blamed it on someone else. So yes, there's a charge of, of, of a terrorist threat. Mm-hmm. And uh, and framing his uncle is that one? Those are two separate charge charges. Two? two separate charges. Okay, okay. Is the terrorist threat the fake bomb, or is it the emergency? Yes, the terrorist oh, okay. terrorist threat is the is the is the bomb threat. The other one is a terrorist hijacking. Yeah, sorry. There's a, there's a terrorist hijacking. <laughs> And a terrorist bomb threat. And framing his uncle then was the separate one. Yes, fr- yes, framing the uncle is uh, yeah, separate. So I've got five five charges right here. Hijacking, yeah. theft, dog stealing, uh, terrorist bomb threat, and framing his uncle. Now, obviously- What about being a Catholic priest? <laughs> sorry? 
What about being? Oh, oh sorry, sorry. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, okay. Now, the, clearly, there are other charges that could have been brought. Of course. Uh, I mean, he he wrecks his uncle's house. He has an unauthorized party. Like he's he's doing a lot of terrible things. I, uh, you know, I. But you know, there's a the uncle also is not the greatest. Of course. Um, so I'm only going to worry about the most serious charges here. But yes, my last charge will be becoming a Catholic priest. Uh, okay. Religious indoctrination of children is child abuse. He is just furthering um, um, the cycle of abuse by becoming a Catholic priest. So no, can't have it. It's not okay. So yes, that's a serious charge. Can't have it. Okay. Is that all the charges? Yes. Yes. Those are my charges. Okay. Okay, we're going to be busy today. Uh, Defense? Uh Okay, uh, Defense, would you like to make your opening statement, please? Sure. Um, I guess I'll just start taking these one at a time. Um, You know, I I do want to address this was not a a charge, but, you know, I do think that when the prosecution opened up with that children should be held to the standard of society, uh, society should be held to the standard of society, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not going to hold <laughs> hold children separately from the rest of society because society's shit. So I don't think that that's really saying a whole lot, and I'm not sure why that was your opening statement. Um, but since it's not a charge, there's nothing really to talk about there. <laughs> Objection. Just thought it was society weird. is an ideal. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'm sorry. Please continue, uh, defense. All right. Thank you. Um, all right. So the first one is this emergency landing or hijacking of a plane. I mean, did he cause mischief? Sure. Uh, but was he allowed to just hang out in the cockpit with the fucking pilot? What the fuck is happening in this world? Children should not be allowed to be in the cockpit. I blame not just the the pilot for just letting this child wander in, who could at any moment touch any buttons, which is all that happened. It's not like he held a gun to the pilot's head. He touched a couple of buttons. And also the stewardess, who also just walked him in. She just let him in. Who the fuck are these people? Everyone on that plane was a nightmare by the way but also these fools just let him wander in it's not like he uh he said he had a bomb on him it's not like he had any weapons on him he was allowed in of his own accord and he is a child i like to press buttons and i'm an adult so i can (laughs) only imagine how difficult it would have been for a 10 year old to hold back from touching buttons that clearly the pilot and the stewardess were not even paying attention to him and he was able to can i just add some context please as a 24 year old I accidentally set off a fire alarm in San Francisco <laughs> because I also like pressing buttons. Um, I, what was, how, how? Please, please elaborate. I need to know the story. Because I pressed a button. Where? And I didn't know what it was. And it set off a fire alarm. Where was this button that set off a fire alarm? It was at the side of the street. I thought it might be a traffic button, so I pressed it. And it was, it was a fire alarm. What, what did what did this fire alarm I've never what is this street fire alarm button I've never seen this yeah it was in San Francisco I will have to try and find a photo yeah so I agree uh, and then me and my sister had to run away <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> 
I just wanted to have some content. I love that you and your sister just ran away. Oh, that's an even better anyway. part of that story. No. <laughs> Please continue to how- Okay, so you were 24. How old was your sister? 22. <laughs> <laughs> Two adult women pressing the button. Oh no, she didn't press it. It was oh. very much <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for that, Josh. You're welcome. Oh, man, I'm crying. Just the idea <laughs> and the imagery of all of it. Okay. It's so good. Um. All right. <clears throat> Back to the case. <laughs> all right. Theft of surfboard and boombox. How did we know Clifford also did not have a surfboard and boombox that he also thought maybe that was his? He's a small child. Why? <laughs> Again, I go back to the adults in this why did the uncle not call why did uncle martin not know from julian what clifford should have been traveling with also clifford was held up in an employee space this whole time waiting for his uncle which means the surfboard the boombox the dog which we'll talk about i know it's a separate charge but all of these things were being held in the employee space with Clifford this whole time. So why, like, this? none of this makes sense of why all of these adults allowed Clifford to just say, yeah, that's mine, and just take it, including his own parents who also would have known what Clifford would have had on him. So I'm, I'm not blaming Ooh. Clifford for this theft when there were all kinds of other adults involved, multiple levels, his parents, the people that worked at the, at the airport itself, who also were being called and told like, hey, I can't find my items. Nobody put any of this together, apparently. And also the uncle who was like, why would this child have a surfboard, a boombox, and a dog? And my brother not tell me, a special dog, but not, he would not tell me at, he would have any of these items. So again, I blame the adults in this situation. Um, was it Clifford's idea? Sure, maybe. But he is a child and there were too many other adults involved at that time for it to be fully on him. Um, dog theft versus dog snatching. Uh, Clifford took a pet that clearly nobody even knew was missing right away. So I question the owner's care of this animal. Also, it's not like Clifford let sneakers run away. Uncle Martin let sneakers run away. And never, as far as we know, even put up a fucking, like, wanted poster to say, hey, my dog is missing. Like, my my nephew's dog is missing. Couldn't care fucking less. So, I... I say that Clifford is a dog snatcher, not a dog thief. And objection, objection. You are impugning the good name of dog snatchers. Uh, Yeah, because I I say that the, the, you know, my counter to that is that clearly the dog's owners didn't even care enough to notice the dog was missing right away. This is a big dog. We're not talking about a small little lap dog. Like how, like, okay, Sam is not, my dog is not a a lap dog and he's not a big dog. But if he went missing, I'm going to notice pretty fucking quickly. He he also makes himself known a lot. So there is that. He does. Um, But yeah, and this was- Speaking about that, this is now, uh, this is now cat court, by the way. Uh, As judge, I have a cat sitting right there. She may, uh, she's also judging. I'm also going to say, I I know, uh, you know, Look, 
I'm not. Nothing about the cat was brought up, and that's clearly because the prosecution um, has a hatred for cats. So I get it. But also, objection. Like, the defense mm, also has a hatred for cats. I, I didn't say I didn't. I didn't say I didn't. <laughs> Equal. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Yeah. There is a cat present in the court. This is now cat court. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that uh, Uncle Martin also didn't give a fuck about that cat. Like what uh-huh. is? I know I'm not I'm not throwing like you know and saying like we need to put Uncle Martin on trial, but like that dude has some problems. Oh, clearly, yeah. Agreement, agreed. <laughs> okay, agreement. Um. <laughs> okay, I'll allow the agreement. Anti-objection. <laughs> I'll allow it. Oh, I wish there was an anti-objection. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so yeah, the owner didn't even notice the dog was missing, and it wasn't, uh, Clifford that let the dog run away, it was Uncle Martin. And then, as the adult, never (laughs) tried to even find the fucking dog. (laughs) Just, just overall bizarre behavior. (laughs) Um, alright, next, uh, he called, he put a fake bomb threat to City Hall, which is separate than the, I put, I put in my notes, separate than Framing Uncle. Okay. Um, so the fake bomb threat, I'll concede here, he did call in a bomb threat. (laughs) Well, he he (laughs) called a bomb threat into the police about his uncle having a fake bomb in City Hall. Just very bizarre. Yeah, he, he wanted his uncle, uh, put in in jail well he wanted to punish his uncle i don't think as a 10 year old he knew the entire consequences that his uncle would be arrested and all of that but he definitely was like i want my uncle in trouble is the way i believe a 10 year old would think and so um i will concede that one that he did call in a uh, fake bomb threat to the police station Mm, so um yeah now framing his uncle his uncle framed himself (laughs) he goes he never even (laughs) said it was clifford he he literally like literally everything that clifford did he he personally took the blame for (laughs) every time clifford did anything it was like well i i did that i mean even down to like Which it's not on here that, you know, Clifford blew up this transit project model because I have no, I mean, honestly, the kid's a genius. I don't know how he did that. (laughs) But but even to that extent, uh, Martin just like is like, yeah, it was me. The lipstick, he t- he made that a joke. He made that a, uh, you know. The Tabasco, no big deal. That that was all on him. The, everything is his fault. The framing, you know, he didn't even th- bother mentioning that Clifford was the one to put uh, his, his voice on the recorder. So I don't know how much you can frame someone if they're like adamantly denying or taking it. He was just out on bail. So he couldn't, he didn't even end up like really denying it. He was still being charged with this crime hmm okay what about the last child okay uh oh becoming a catholic priest um so in that he is furthering the cycle of abuse hmm you know look people have shitty jobs i feel like this was just a job for him i don't think he truly believed in catholicism and all of that nonsense and it was just a job and he was just working at like i don't think he owned this uh home for wayward children or whatever the fuck it was called <laughs> i no, don't the, know what it was Church called owns it. <laughs> 
They earn everything. Yeah, so it was a, it was a him. It's just a job. Everyone, look, a lot of people have shitty jobs. That's it was a job. That's all. Mm. So I don't think he should be on trial for having a job. That's. Mm. And we have so there, and there's no evidence uh, at all that he did anything untoward in that job, other than just being a priest, but doing anything no, no, to those knew children. About, he knew about being touched in in private places. That was when he was Ted, and that is very concerning that he knew about that and i don't know again like his uh, his parents aren't on trial i'm not trying to put them on trial i'm just saying i don't know what the fuck was happening in this kid's life like it's everything about things that surround clifford the more you think about it is very concerning very concerning so okay uh prosecution have you got oh yes to add? so much to well, add may i point out that we have con- uh defense has conceded on the fake calling yes. the fake yeah, yeah. yes 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 all right oh. now yes uh uh, back to the hijacking, like oh, they they shouldn't have let a kid in. That's their fault. Um, Clifford uh went to see the pilot, uh requested that they stop, and the pilot says, "I can only stop if there's an emergency." Clifford knowingly caused an emergency. It's not like he was just tempted to play with buttons. Like he knowingly chose to put everyone's life in danger to cause an emergency to force them to land the plane. He knowingly did this. Should they have let a child in there? No, definitely not. But he was able to do it. He was able to get in there because they trusted the innocence of a child. They didn't know they were dealing with a hell spawn monster child, a young criminal, a juvenile delinquent miscreant monster. Wow, that's some harsh language, sir. We're talking Ooh. about Clifford Daniels. <laughs> um, now, onto the subject of the theft. You say, um, oh, well, uh, you know, how somebody should have noticed. Um, may I point out that uh, when he stole a Walkman, which wasn't one of my charges, because I, I just don't, I don't have enough information about who that belonged no, to or how that happened. Um, but his his parents did call him out and said, hey, I know you stole that. Where did you get it from? And another, per- an, an interloper, a random stranger was like, leave him alone. Leave that child alone. The parents... Are, the parents have tried they're trying they're trying to stop him from doing these things but he he's a thief he's sneaky he hides behind the guise of being a sweet young child and he gets away with things so how was he able to steal a surfboard a dog all of these things and no one noticed uh, may I point out he is he is left in the in the airport um so he could have easily picked up some luggage before uh or snuck off from the place where he's being held gotten these things and been like yo yeah those are those are my things He's getting away with thing- things because people trust he's a small, sweet, innocent child, when in fact he must be stopped, which is why these charges must be prosecuted. And we must see justice because we can't allow these things to just slip by. This does no one any good. It's not good for us. It's not good for Clifford. It's not good for society. So It's not good for America. Oh, clearly. Um, it's not good for the world. Um, and uh, now again to the dog theft. I just, this is, this is the most heinous <laughs> defense I've ever heard. This is horrific. You have impugned my good name as a dog snatcher. Um, and all dog snatchers ever. You've impugned the name of all people that love rescuing sweet dog pals. Uh, because Clifford didn't care about this dog. Clifford didn't care about this dog at all. You say, oh, well, you know, he, he let him run away. He, he, um, he, he could have, he, his uncle let him run away. Uh, well, yeah, Clifford didn't care. 
Clifford didn't care about this dog. He just wanted to take. He wants to take and take and take. Clifford doesn't care about this dog at all. He stole someone's dog. And that is a horrific crime. I I personally would never condone or excuse someone stealing someone's dog. And I can't believe that I'm what I'm hearing from the defense excusing such terrible, terrible crimes. The harshest of crimes. Um, yes, the terroristic bomb threat. Um, thankfully, the defense uh, made no attempt to, to no, scurry away from none. this issue. Because um, clearly there is none. But the framing, you're saying, oh, well, well, his uncle, like, he admits to things all the time that he didn't do. So why not just let him um, take the fall for a bomb threat? Is that the defense I'm hearing? Um, ridiculous. <laughs> uh, because he immediately... It's not letting him. He chose to. He, he chose did, to just take it. He didn't choose to just take it. He is like they he tried to explain and they did not believe him he had them play the tape his his goal was to get clifford to write um write a letter admitting what he did to get this cleared up and clearly the cops the cops the cops are idiots like i don't know why why you have such a high view of cops you think that they're gonna like like try they just want to get this case closed they don't care like and i think clearly clearly his uncle realizes that cops are monsters and can't be trusted so he's like, well, I'm just going to have to get um, Clifford to admit his guilt in this. Um, and then I'll get this cleared up because clearly these cops aren't going to investigate anything because they're idiots because they're cops. So, yeah, of course, of course, that charge has to stand. Um, and on the subject of Catholic priests, uh, I mean, come now. Like, of course, of course, that that's a serious <laughs> charge. He's a Catholic priest. I, no. Yeah, it's no good. We can't have that. Like, that's uh, no indoctrination of children is child abuse. Um, no, it's terrible in... I, I feel, you know, I'd, I'd like to hope that in Claire Court, uh... It's just a job. I mean, we can't have that sort of... It's just a job. It's just a job. <laughs> like, a, being a cop's just a job. It's it fine is. if you're a cop. Hey, it maybe is. you're one of the good ones. Maybe you're one of the good Oh, apples. I didn't say that. I didn't go as far as that. Oh. <laughs> I, didn't, oh. I didn't say whether Clifford was a, a good or bad whatever. <laughs> Oh, okay. No. Cool. Well, I mean, you know, I just feel I'm like just if you're part of the job. problem, you're part of the problem. So, serious charge. And I would hope that in Claire Court, uh, we wouldn't uh, turn a blind Ooh. eye to such a serious charge. Because uh, I like to feel in Claire Court, um, we care about society. It's Claire and Cat Court still, by the way. Okay. Because my, my cat is here as well. Okay. She's listening carefully. All right. Well, Cats, one of my favorite, uh, favorite movies featuring um, <laughs> interesting use of CGI. So... Your favorite animal. Oh. oh. And, uh, yeah. So there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, Tense, do you have any closing statements? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, going back to this, th- that Clifford knowingly pressed specific buttons. Like, how would Clifford know what buttons to press to take down a fucking plane? Like, this doesn't even make any sense. How he- does he know any of the things he knows? He's a brilliant child. <laughs> So now you're also saying he's a mastermind? Is this what you're you're claiming? The oh, 10-year-old mastermind who became uh, order, a order. priest? Uh, I believe at one point in this documentary, do find out his IQ, which is extremely high. Yeah, sure, sure. He's smart, but is he knowledgeable about all the buttons on the plane? He rewrote a computer the... program to blow up a model. Yeah, we don't, we don't actually know any of that. And the fact that we couldn't figure that out is disturbing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an IT professional. I don't know how that works. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Child, I'm like, this child is very brilliant and very skilled. <laughs> I just don't think that he would have kn- knew what a plain button of 
panels, like the panel of buttons. There we go. The panel. I can't even speak. The panel of buttons would be to know which ones would do what because there were so many buttons on there. Um, and I will also share that Claire shared the photo with us. Claire, there is yes. a massive sign that says fire. Can I point out that I was not looking at that? It was by the side of the road. We were about to cross. I figured that was it. There's nothing covering said button. Okay, so it was just a button there. I pressed it and then I looked and I went, "Oh no, that's a fire alarm." But what I I would like to just say is, uh, first of all, thank you, Claire, for sharing that because You're it's now my favorite thing I know about you. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, but also, an adult can look at something, and we still don't quite know what that button is for. And we're expecting a 10-year-old to look at a panel of buttons on an airplane and say, yes, this is exactly how this is going to cause an emergency. Absolutely he had an not. There's no... He had a goal, and he completed it. That's because the adults around him allowed him. There's no way he went in knowing exactly how any of that worked. He, That's, it, like, ridiculous. All right. The theft of the surfboard. Um, so you think he could have stolen a surfboard? That surfboard was bigger than he was. I mean, there's a lot of things in this documentary that are bigger than Clifford is. <laughs> Most things. <laughs> the surfboard was bigger than he was, and he. you think he could just sneak around with that? Also, I know we didn't talk about the headset, and that's not part of the case, but also, like... His parents did question him, like, where he got it, but they clearly weren't even going to make him return it. <laughs> they were just letting him keep whatever the fuck he wanted. Um, but yeah, which is, again, going back to, uh, I think Clifford was probably brought up in a very specific way where all of this makes sense in his brain. Um, but yeah, so he d- this taking the luggage and sneaking off, there's no way he could have snuck off with a dog, a surfboard, and a boombox. Those things... Did were massive that means someone else had to have carried it for him he couldn't even have carried all that like he probably got to the luggage before the people were able to get off the plane and just took it and people were like oh well the kid says that's his i'm not gonna question a a small child yeah why would a child lie about he was still in in the employee space when people were saying hey i can't find x y and yeah Uh, yeah yeah the employees yeah the employees (laughs) and nobody nobody even noticed nobody said yeah because it would have had to be one of the employees to help him with all of this luggage because yeah. they went to the employee space. So if anything, they stole the luggage. Clifford didn't do anything. Oh, uh, I, mm, <laughs> okay. With this, with this, I rest my. I case. already, I already said he called in a bomb case. threat. Okay, like my what? case is so rusted. And okay. no, and I still say that the owner didn't even notice their dog was taken. So they they clearly did not care about that dog either. Oh my god! And the- so that dog was in bad hands from the beginning was uh, was probably in a situation that it was good that dog got out of so you want to talk about dog snatching being rescuing the dog yeah that dog needed rescuing because their their owners didn't even care about that dog um they do not let you just ride unless unless now you get a fake um a a fake (laughs) uh, um helper um animal thing uh no the dog the dog has to come has to travel separately like in the um the like pet container thing so yeah, yeah but it they doesn't come in like Clifford snatched the dog like before the, the person got place. down to their dog. It wouldn't have even have been in the same place as like the boombox and the surfboard. 
It wouldn't so even he, have been in the dog wouldn't even have been there. I'm just saying that Clifford had every opportunity to get to those things before the owners did. I don't know how many trips he made to steal those things. The, okay, I don't know who helped him. You're basically trying to say that Clifford had some kind of time traveling situation and he What's got time to, to all kinds of places before anyone else in the world got to them. Because oh my like God. like hmm. all of the th Okay, so he stole headsets. He stole which I know that's not yeah. part of the case, but he you stole headsets. He stole the boombox. He stole the, the surfboard. He stole the dog. Uh, this, he stole this, all these <laughs> things okay. without anyone noticing. I'm nobody, saying people could have noticed. Nobody could notice. Plenty of people could not the owners because the owners were still coming down from the plane. No. Well, where the fuck were the owners that they cared so the much plane. about their dog? They're not going to let Clifford and his parents off an hour not, before everyone else. It's an else. airport. There are many planes. Clifford is there for a while waiting for his uncle. He had plenty in of time the, to in the employee these room. He's in the employee lounge waiting for his uncle. You think Clifford can't sneak out of an employee lounge? That little he motherfucker was busy making a sign for his <laughs> uncle. He had to make a sign. Um, that sign was not very intricate. <laughs> as someone who assisted making a sign for Claire when she visited... <laughs> I know that it takes time. <laughs> that was a very intricate sign, though. It was beautiful. But we also had multiple people working on it, so... <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I could tell. It was amazing. I still have it. Yeah. Well, I think... Well, okay. Is, yeah. that, is that your closing statements? Anything you wish to add? No, I think that was it. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, I just think I'm we're pl to... we're just placing a lot of blame on a 10-year-old when so many adults were involved and, and putting every piece of of everything on a 10 year old as if the world is on his shoulders and then we're asking him to be part of society give me a fucking break i think we're putting i think i think the defense is putting a a lot of blame on workers that do not have time to to try to figure out whether a, those a workers were, 10 year old monster those a juvenile by a 10 year old sure are being uh, like because clifford was a charming child clifford was a charming child who was around very dumb people. Very dumb people. <laughs> or very naive people. I'm not sure what the problem was. But these... The Taking advantage of, yes. No, they were not taken advantage of. They were not, absolutely well, I'm not. I'm going to retire to my judge's chambers with my cat. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a little cuddle while I think this over. We're going to discuss it. And then I will be back. But in the meantime, feel free to share your thoughts with the, the court reporter. Oh. Hey, guys, I'm the court reporter. Oh, hello. You popped up out Hi. of nowhere, court reporter. <laughs> I was hiding behind this desk. Oh, wow. oh I don't So I don't uh, about how that. How do you guys think it went? What's going on? You know. I'm, I'm interested. Ooh. I'm interested bit, to see how the bit frosty in here. I hope you guys could be friends after this. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> um, We will rejoice after looking at the uh, pictures of the judge and what she shared with us. Indeed. <laughs> it's really great. I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love all the other Google images that pop up where you can see other angles where it just says fire on the sides. <laughs> <laughs> this very well labeled. Well, I believe as well, they've now added like little buttons over the top, like a proper fire alarm. And it's not just a button you press. It's like just there yeah. in, next to the road, like a, like a traffic crossing. <laughs> but Claire, this looks like a little house. I've heard. I'm not Claire, like by the way. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the court reporter. Oh, sorry. Court reporter. Uh, this yes. looks like a little house. It doesn't look like 
fucking traffics. But the couple <laughs> would just like to point out that if you're not looking at it, you're too busy eating very oh. fine food from Chinatown in San Francisco. Ooh, and not really mm, Sounds good. And not really uh, looking, then this is a very easy mistake to make. I mean I could certainly see how this would be a very normal, simple mistake to make <laughs> by a person that has paying zero attention to their surroundings whatsoever. <laughs> As a as a person who 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 absolutely drives a car, uh, at me as a court boy can can understand how someone who doesn't drive a car and has very <laughs> therefore has very low spatial awareness um, and got lost on a traveling one one subway stop in New York <laughs> might do this. Just say I I also remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where we were like, where's Claire? <laughs> And Moira, thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we, we just ended up in like Harlem or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally different place in New York. <laughs> and we were like, I don't, that's not where you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you for all that. I'll be uh, reporting on it in the newspaper tomorrow. So oh. I'm, I'm going now. Okay, bye. And <laughs> we're going to be in the papes. You hear that? <laughs> you're going to be oh, wow. in, the, in the papes. Right. Oh, are you going to go as a duck out daddy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sure. Uh. <laughs> right, I'm off. Bye, guys. Good Bye. luck. Bye. Hello, I'm back. I'm the judge. <laughs> Welcome. Hey. All rise for me, the judge. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for rising. Right now, you can all sit. <laughs> I just like doing that. <laughs> okay, guys. This was a very interesting case for me and my court cat to ponder. Um. I was very surprised that none of you mentioned uh, previous cases that we have done, um, which included um, The Good Child, uh, which was a case of a, another little scamp uh, causing mischief. <laughs> and I think we did I think we did another one, I mean included murder, I think we did another one as well, but I think that was, I might be thinking of um, uh, the one with all the kids on the Wobbly Bridge. That one, I can't think what the case was called. Oh, Summer Camp Nightmare. Summer Camp Nightmare, thank you. Another case of children doing uh, japes and scrapes um this is and what they're, they're prone to do and rapes and, and rapes yes absolutely japes and scapes and, and rapes <laughs> um and luckily not in this in this documentary um this Catholic is priest. so we do have precedent for this and we have found many children guilty of most heinous crimes before um so i took this case very very seriously i would just like to say so I am glad that the uh, the fake bomb threat was conceded because, yep, he was guilty as hell. <laughs> you can't counterfeit a bomb threat. No, you can't do it. I mean, a fake you, bomb you can, but you that. would be found guilty. And he clearly did. You would so. be found guilty in, in Clare Court, absolutely. He's found very guilty of this. Um, so going through the rest of the charges. Causing terrorist action on a play. Um... <sighs> Let me get my gavel. Absolutely guilty as charged. Um, I don't care that he's a small child and likes to press button. That could be. That could have been an accident if that was just the case that he went in and was like, oh, what does this do? But he specifically said to the pilot, what would we have to do to land in Los Angeles? The pilot said there would have to be an emergency stop and then there was an emergency stop. The pilot knows that Clifford was to blame. Clifford's got a sneaky little smile on his face. He knows he was to blame. <laughs> he's basically admitting guilt right then and there. So, yeah, absolutely guilty of that 
I will say that I do not understand how a small child is able to wander into the, <laughs> the flight deck of a plane. I will have, I will be putting uh, LAX Airport on uh, on uh, on trial next because I have many questions. I should also like to say that when I arrived in Los Angeles many years ago, I was welcomed to Los Angeles by being told, "Welcome to Los Angeles. Don't take off your shoes, or someone will steal them." And that's a true story. Wow. So dark, dark place, Los Angeles. Also- so why are you place. taking off news like someone would steal them? I was not Agreed. planning to but I definitely wasn't planning to after I was told by by a cop that they would be stolen Weird. Hmm. I was like mm, okay didn't you see the cops got like a bag full of shoes for some reason yeah I was reason? gonna say <laughs> I was say. Mm. Yeah, she was. Uh, she did have a really big back. And, they, and, and was like, they also mm-hmm. said, "Watch out for dollar bills. They might, <laughs> you might catch the vapors." <laughs> uh, so theft of a surfboard and boombox. Um, this is difficult because Clifford absolutely stole these things, but at no point did anyone go, "Hey, you didn't have those two seconds ago." And I've been like watching you this entire time uh, because I work at this airport. However. These people who work at the airport are probably minimum wage. They probably didn't care. So they're also at fault. But yes, Clifford absolutely stole these items. Guilty as charged. Sorry, Tammy. No, I just love that uh, he's guilty because people don't care. <laughs> That's, I mean, so far, the two guilty charges charges is because adults just didn't care. Because even mm-hmm. with the, the pilot, it's like, okay, sure, he knew Clifford did it and he still didn't care. <laughs> like, so... I think he was very, very grumpy about it, but yeah, he should have yeah, uh, put charges against this small child. And Absolutely. I just think, like, that was the whole documentary, is, like, Clifford was precocious because adults didn't care. They just didn't mm-hmm. care. It's yeah. like, alright, I guess he can just keep doing what he's doing. That's all he needed was some love. Rich white kids. What do you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, on the charge of dog theft, um, I'm very upset by the fact that we don't see this dog again. <laughs> I don't want to think what happened to this dog. I'm hoping someone found it and gave it a loving home. Um, but yeah, he absolutely stole this dog. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Um, yeah, it could have been from another flight. He was there for a while at this airport. We don't know if he immediately went to the, you know, we don't know what happened. We don't know if he got off the plane and then went to a desk and was and like, it was oh, weird hey, because this or that. The dog would have traveled in a crate and Clifford didn't have any crate for this dog. So like, nope. where did yeah. that go? <laughs> he let the dog out. But like, let the dogs out. again, why wouldn't someone, including Martin, ask like, where is the crate for the dog that the dog would have traveled oh. in? Like, why does nobody and ask any questions well, ever? I know, like, and LAX airport is absolutely no. going to be on trial I know, like, for that many crimes. Back in the day, approaching. like you would like just bring your dog on a leash and they would just put it in like like the dog like like the like plane crate um like situations. Oh, yeah, you didn't bring it in your own crate. Oh, weird. Well, because I think it was before crates were a thing. Crates were invented. <laughs> That's okay. very strange. Well, yeah, absolutely guilty as charged. But someone would have had to still like hand the dog over. It's oh, yeah. all very strange. Oh yeah. Because and that person would have probably like because usually it's the stewardess or whatever or mm-hmm. flight team, flight team that would have like taken the dog and put it on the plane, and then someone would have checked in on the dog during the flight, depending on how long the flight is, and then that person would have taken the dog, so they would have known who the owners. Oh were. yeah, this like, airline this... should be sued to hell. Yeah, like mm-hmm. none of this makes sense. Don't worry, I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm taking the, these guys down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> framing his own. 
uncle. It doesn't matter that his uncle <laughs> admitted to it. <laughs> I do want to acknowledge that is my favorite defense ever. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. I was I was laughing quite a lot at that. I don't know. Um, Claire's come up with some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely framed him. He changed the voicemail message. He then changed something to blow up something else. Like so, he's like a little mastermind. Like he is amazing. Is, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I gotta I mean, be honest. Martin, I'm pretty much in awe of Clifford. <laughs> seriously, Martin probably has like a criminal record now because of this. Kid. Oh, he absolutely does. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he ha- he was out insane. on bail. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. like yeah. he was. This the charges insane. were dropped. Yeah, we don't know how long after the events of this, his marriage to Sarah took place. Maybe it was when he got out of jail, or because he did hard time. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so yeah, he's absolutely guilty. Becoming a Catholic priest. You can't do that. <laughs> no. It's, I don't care if it's just a job. Get another job. Go work in Target. <laughs> Get some money. Guilty charge. I'm sorry. Guilty on all counts. That's uh, I'm sorry, Tammy. Good job. Very hard to defend a monster indeed. such as <laughs> I still say most of the adults should have been on trial versus Clifford, but that's fine. All right, guys. Boy, that was Ooh. a tough one. Um, we met a new monster. But we've got, we've definitely yeah. got a, another crime, another criminal. We got to just keep on moving here. I, I can't cry over spilled milk with a polaroid picture of a child's face on it i've got i've got to keep on moving so uh next time on the podcast we are putting a criminal mastermind on trial we we are going to be talking about hijackings so in that sense are are we you know other stuff yeah and and other things i mean criminal mastermind not just one thing right um and many strings to his criminal bow (laughs) we are going to be putting cyrus the virus grissom on trial in the case of the podcast versus con air he's a u.s ranger highly decorated did a little hell raising when he was a kid but nothing serious He's defending his wife. Got in a drunken brawl. And he killed a guy. Could have happened to you or me. After serving the last of his sentence, Cameron Poe is taking the first plane home to his wife and daughter. Today's flight is a special one. We're populating Louisiana's Felton Penitentiary. These guys are the worst of the worst. I see a lot of celebrities among us. I see 11 primetime lives, three regions of Kathy Lee's, and a genuine 2020 interviewee. What you looking at, punk? Nothing, I was just mounting your cage. But one wrong flight. Stewardess, what's the in-flight movie today? <laughs> can ruin your whole day. What happened? We caught the plane, man! Welcome to Con Air. Jailbird 1, you are not cleared for takeoff. And nobody on this aircraft gives a flying. The issue here is how the plane is brought down. Shoot it down. There are innocent people up there. He's got a little girl to come home to. He's been waiting for this day for eight years. What are you going to do? What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save the day. This summer, check your weapons. Take your seat. Isn't that your car? And say your prayers. He's got the whole world in his hand. From Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer of The Rock, Nicholas Cage, 
John Cusack, John Malkovich. Where are they going to land this thing? How do you feel about the blackjack tables? On June 6th. <laughs> buckle up. Con Air. Directed by Simon West. Thank you, and have a pleasant flight. So, um, I'm excited. Brad, you want to tell us uh, who in our court is doing what? Yes. So, next time for judge, judge jury, jury, and execution as judge, me. Oh, <gasps> boy. <laughs> as prosecution, Claire. <laughs> And Tammy, once again, you will be defending another plane hijacker. Uh, Tammy loves her plane hijacker. You were like opening up a boutique uh, law office that just defends plane hijackers. Yeah. Wow. It's going to become a new specialty of mine, I think. I would would swap with you, Tammy, but that's not going to happen. No, no. And then we can't. We got to just, we just got to go with with, uh, (laughs) what life throws at us. Lord, justice has spoken. We gotta follow kimk.com slash one two d three nine n d l q s k e v x i t n nine three zero three g five has spoken. Yeah, wow, yeah, absolutely. I thought Brad broke for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brad's just, programming. Just telling you. Just telling you what the website says. <laughs> All right, that'd be awesome. Wow. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Anything else? Thank you for being friends and colleagues. Yeah. Anything else on this case before we shut it down i'm really hoping that my nephew is going to be 10 in three and a half years oh boy. i'm really hoping he doesn't turn into a <laughs> well just don't be a person an adult in his life who just doesn't give a fuck <laughs> and then maybe he won't maybe just take him to dinosaur <laughs> world if he wants to go to dinosaur world. yeah oh if he wants to go to dinosaur world i'll take him that's true Absolutely. all right with that we're out fuck off case closed bye, bye. thanks for listening if you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via true true crime at reactionary-sass.com. Join our absolutely true true crime Facebook group and follow us at true true crime on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947 and maybe you can help solve a mystery. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. <laughs>